Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Oh, we. All right, here we go then. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And Andy. Hey, now. George hey couldn't now. make it tonight. <laughs> yeah, hey, now. George couldn't make it tonight. He had a, he has a very early start tomorrow, so um, we'll, we'll be missing him on this episode. Yeah. All right. So this is episode, wait, am I right? 193. 193. Wow. 193, the end of summer. So seven away from our big giant epic number 200. A giant epic 200 episode flop because we yeah. still haven't figured out what we're going to do for it. <laughs> no, I'm already promoting it. It's going to be epic. It's going to be epic. What are you, Bill? Yes. I have Sorry, a Bill. secret spe- <laughs> special guest, dude, that might be coming on the show. Oh, boy. Yeah, he sent me a text today and was like, hey, if I actually get some flying in before episode 200, can I come on the show? And I was like, sure. Absolutely. He's like, I guess you don't listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he flat out said he doesn't listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, right? Gosh, I'm but so then neither do I, so. so I shouldn't be on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's catch up with everyone's week. Um, who'd like to go first? I'll go first. Yeah. Is that right with you, was, Andy? Yes. How was your vacation? My vacation was wonderful. Nice. All right, who's next? No, <laughs> no. my vacation was freaking. It was great, dude. It was. We had a good time. Went out to uh, Las Vegas. Yep. With some family and really just chilled out, man. Had a good time uh, at the craps table. Won a little money, lost a little money. That's usually how it goes. I usually win a little bit and my wife loses quite a bit and then sticks her <laughs> hand out. <laughs> and then when I'm like, I got to stop doing this. I'm, t- I'm way too honest of a guy. I'm like, oh, I just want 100 bucks. And she'll be like, okay, can I have 40 or 50? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. And then. Yeah, you got to be like, oh, damn, I lost my hundred. How did you do? Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah. I, you know, I never play these slot machines. I, I play like video poker every now and then or 21, you know, or something. If I'm sitting at a bar area or something like that, just because the bartender sees that and then they just, you know, they give you the drinks for nothing as you're playing. Mm-hmm. But I sat down at this one uh, slot machine. It was called uh, Joe Blow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and. <laughs> He would, it had like, dude, Vegas now is insane. Like, it's no longer your three spinning wheels of like no, sevens it's like and 15, bars, dude. 20 different variations. Well, yeah, they'll, the, they still have those, you know, the three spinning wheels ones, but everything's digital now. Everything's got these bright giant screens and usually dual screens now. There's one in front of you and there's one up above high. And it's, they're just so brilliant. Like, it just, it's kind of like your phone in a way where like the colors are so brilliant. You're, you're like addicted to it. So, yeah. yeah, I know they're they're feeding off any kind of, you know, addiction that they can towards the slot machines or whatever. So the the yeah. screen the screen up top has the name and it has this guy and he's throwing dynamite down at the bottom of the screen. And if you get three dynamites in a, in a column, the column turns wild for three spins. Well, man, I freaking got 
the first three wild, all three dynamites. So the first three are wild, and then he lit up the fourth one, and so I had three spins now that were four wild. Nice. So, dude, I won like almost two hundred dollars on that slot machine. I was down to like two dollars. I only put twenty dollars in. Mm-hmm. But it's just that was that was really cool because that never happens to me, man. I sit down and I usually lose. I'm shaking putting a hundred dollars down on a craps table, you know. So. I kind of take it easy. My wife, she's she'll go a little nuts, you know. But you know, you gotta you gotta play to win, and she usually does okay. She'll be up and down and whatnot. But there's a whole bingo tournament. That's what we were out there for that. And uh, man, that was that was uh, a little crazy. I wasn't gonna participate. I was mm-hmm. just gonna chill out. But they were like, "Well, why don't you play? Because then it's more people, you know." more yeah. numbers and stuff so i'm like all right what the hell and you know it's free drinks so we're like we're drinking gin and tonics and vodka tonics i'm drinking scotch with my father-in-law you know as we're playing and he's dobbing everybody else's thing and you know not his now i'm looking um but <laughs> i got one number away from winning ten thousand dollars i could wow. not believe it and talk about <laughs> stress level like when you're like that and you're waiting for that next number to come out i never want to do that again anticipation i guess <laughs> yeah wow. dude it's like uh it was it was it was something it was something to do i don't think i'd ever do it again but it was something it was cool you know it was something to do yeah nice when in rome right so nice last time i was on a show i talked about a new 3d printer that i purchased it was a new large one the cr10s and dude since i've purchased this i found out that there's an even larger one now uh, wow that they make yeah and it's just they're getting crazy but anyways I started this new 3D printing project. Uh, I sent you guys a couple of pictures of it. Uh-huh. And George actually asked me to send him a link to all the files. But somebody uh, on Thingiverse and YouTube land put out all the, the uh, STL files to print out a full-size R2-D2, like life-size, and make it awesome. RC and all that stuff. So I started with one of the legs, and, uh, dude, it's going to be a long time coming but i figured i could talk about it every time you know give it a little mm-hmm. update is what what's going on and i'll probably start posting some pictures on our our facebook page uh but it's it's incredible that one guy took this model and just broke it apart the way it is and it's just really cool and i'm gonna have uh since the printer's printing really well i'm gonna have a hell of a time uh doing this and getting it together i'm printing it out of pla a lot of guys are like Oh, you should be printing it out of ABS. And I'm like, yeah, but ABS, I, I don't have the like enclosure for. And it's ABS for me has been hit or miss on smaller prints. It's okay. But when you get into the larger stuff, I, I, I don't have the, uh, the capacity to do that. And you have to have your print bed at such a high temperature, almost 230 degrees, you know, Fahrenheit uh, or 250. I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I want to have 250 degrees hot plate going in my garage for the next six months, you know? <laughs> so yeah, my sure. electric bill be in crazy. But, Not uh, even now with winter coming too, trying to yeah. keep that temperature going. It's going to yeah, be very exactly. hard. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I've been, I got a few projects going on. I, I 3D printed a, a tank, uh, another tank that's uh, got, you know, like two servos to to do FPV and move the turret around and stuff. And that's, that's coming out. All right. I am also working on some tool holder stuff with another one. So I have like 3d, I have three 3d printers running right now in my basement. Uh, I'm also printing out 
I'm I'm really stressing out stressing out this large printer. I mean, once I leveled the bed, it's the uh, CR10S from Creality. It's not the mm-hmm. Pro or anything. And the difference between the regular CR10 and the S is this one has two Z axis steppers, which I figured you know for the money might as well go get that you know to make sure that that stays, mm-hmm. you know as it should. But uh, yeah, I'm really stressing out this large printer i'm printing out a pretty large project for the halloween party that's coming up halloween fun nice. fly that we're having that leg the r2d2 leg that you showed uh, some pictures of that you'd printed how much time is in just that part already does it look pretty involved you got blue pieces and white pieces and yeah uh yeah they no, that that was actually just a finished leg that I found online. That that isn't the one that I'm printing. Oh, okay, I got you. The one I printed was the three it's little like, sections. Damn, you must be going at it a long time already. Yeah, and not really knowing this printer that much, I kind of went with whatever was working, and I I probably could speed it up a bit because uh, mm-hmm. my other printers kind of I kind of got to a point where I I knew how far I could push them before they would not print correctly. Mm-hmm. So diving right into this new printer i just went with okay these settings are working so i just went with it you know and i still have some a few stringing issues which i don't care about um and i just i'm just looking forward to good prints now you know right Um, and i probably should take a step back but i got so much stuff that i want to print so i'm just like well just screw it just print it you know yeah yeah i've been looking at those pretty seriously either that or maybe the uh ender five Mm. That's it's a newer one. Yeah. yeah, my friend has the old one, and he loves it. Well, the larger one that I was talking about is the Ender 5 Plus or, or S or something like that. Yeah, that's the one I was looking at, the Ender 5 Plus. I don't think it's any bigger than the CR-10, though. The CR-10 is 300 by 300 by 500, uh, you know, vertically. I don't think the Ender 5 is that big. It's made a little different. It looks to be a little more rigid and sturdy to me. Well, yeah, because it's a box. It, yeah, it's a kind of a box form. I don't know which one I'm. I saw. Uh, maybe there's an Ender Five Pro or something. One of them is now 500 by 500, which is like 18 inches square instead of yeah, one foot that's square. Pretty big for a 3D printer yeah. for a consumer like inexpensive 3d printer yeah and this thing was under 500 bucks and dude the prints i'm getting are phenomenal and it just came with a glass bed on you know on top of the hot plate the hot Mm -hmm. bed and i watched this guy uh ivan miranda uh who does a lot of large scale stuff and one of his tips was just wash the glass with soap and water and never ever touch it with your hands and i did that plus what steve put in the show notes um the goop uh 3d gloop i think i have something called magic uh it's it's along the same lines steve that i use and i just put a thin layer of that stuff down really thin spread it out with a paper towel and dude i've been getting phenomenal prints they're they're adhering really well at 65 60 65 degrees celsius on the bed and then Mm -hmm. when it's done and cools down i literally just pick it right up it's it's almost like it's held in by a little bit of static, and it just comes right out. I don't even have to pry it up or anything. It's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I know I spoke about Jeff having uh, 
he got the pro version. He's been having a lot of problems with it sticking to that bed that came with the pro version. So he's ordered a flexible bed that pops off and you can flex it and, you know, get the print off that easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 3D glue is actually, um, it's really meant for gluing the pieces together. It basically, oh, right, you, know right. how, okay. you know how you used to do like an acetone bath to weld uh, ABS, like an acetone weld? Yeah. This kind of works like that for PLA, and once it's glued, it's permanent. Yeah, I was going to... I was going to use um, CA and then probably epoxy the seams uh, once the CA was like held or something like that. Yeah, but this, this uh, is, yeah, this is good stuff. I've I've seen a review on this. Yeah, this is purpose built for PLA, and supposedly my my coworker's been using it. Okay, and he built the um, um, the gun from what the hell is that movie Fifth Element, the Zorg ZR one, whatever the you know the crazy gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He printed that out in like four or five parts and put it together, and it looks seamless. Like it looks like it printed out in one shot. It's 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 that good as far as the adhesion to uh, to itself and stuff. So <clears throat> nice. Um, it's kind of on the costly side, but I think it's worth it for like like your project with R two D two is you know you want to put that together and have it last. Yeah, and uh, I think you know using proper glue. Would be the best method so just using you could use ca but i feel like ca depending on how good the fitment is doesn't always hold very well you never know it could fall in a swamp or you know lots of things can happen yeah <laughs> visiting other planets yeah 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 of course yeah, um, just just <laughs> or just going to like uh just going to space i mean come on just going to like a, a school or with or whatever you know i don't know what i know that um a lot of guys that build these things take take them to um, like children's hospitals and stuff like that, and I think mm-hmm. I could do something like that or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, definitely. They, I've heard stories of the kids walking up and kicking them, and you know, stuff like that. So, who knows? We'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see how far along I get. Uh, you know, I'm, get it get it ready for AMA East. <laughs> PLA has definitely definitely been a lot easier for me to use, so that's why I went with it. Yeah. I figured if I prime and paint it, you know, the elements aren't really going to harm it. Even if it's outside, you know, I just got to keep it out of like yeah. extreme heat, you know. Mm-hmm. Just make one of the top panels fold back and then uh, uh, dispenses a cocktail or something. Yeah. Yeah. That might be the first thing I should do. Have it open up a thing and a little arm comes out <laughs> for a cocktail. Well, like have you, just <laughs> little off topic, though, but have you seen the 3D bartender? The, not the 3D bartenders, the, uh, the, the, uh, I guess they're computer bartenders where, you put no, in, I haven't. Oh, like a robot, like a robot arm or whatever. It's like a robo it. bartender where you have all the bottles lined <laughs> up and it just no. it sends the glass that down. That sounds and, awesome. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I need that one. In my house. What do you mean? Your, 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 your drink of choice is like tonic, lime juice, and vodka. Like it's not much. <laughs> like he's mixing forty-seven things together. <laughs> but when you're making twenty of them, dude. Oh, true, 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 true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need a bigger glass. <laughs> yeah, just, I've been down that road too. Jeez. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to add was, um, I'm. I wish George was here because he's always been talking about this Blade Two Thirty S V Two, and. I wanted to say, George, if you have an extra one or if you know of somebody selling one used, I would love to set one up as a night rig because I think that's the coolest thing. I didn't, I didn't even know. Well, I knew they came out with it, but 
you know, I, I, he's got the idea in my head about flying it now that we're getting, you know, night's yeah. going to be here sooner. Yeah, the days are getting I bet, shorter. I bet you could just buy the original, yeah. buy the night blades from the. Yeah, the you can get them on Horizon. That they made. Yeah, and just stick them on a, the V2 so it actually fly decent. Yeah. But I need the V2 to, good idea. to do it. If anybody's got one, wants to sell it, or if George is listening in. Or I'll probably talk to him before he hears this episode. So what do you guys been up to? Probably left out a ton of shit, but what have you guys mm, been doing? Well, I can go next. Go, okay. man. Go. I flew the gasser one time last week. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I honestly can't. I think I flew it on Wednesday, but <laughs> I can't remember. really I can't really remember. Holy jeez, dude. <laughs> That's the only thing I've done. RC I've been working the whole other time. So I might have flown, but I might not. I definitely didn't see him. And I definitely didn't buy anything. So I might have flown. How's that? <laughs> That's funny. And they say memory is the, is the second thing to go, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Wait, that's Man. the second thing to go? What's the first thing to go? <laughs> uh, what have you been up to, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. So what have I been up to? Been working mainly on the gasser this last, I don't know, week, I guess. Yeah, um, I hear all about this thing. Yeah. yeah I, you know, I, I had to wait for that clutch puller thingy and the piston stop and i got that in um as soon as i got that in i got that motor mounted so the motor got mounted <laughs> i'm such a knucklehead so like i went and put the motor in and then everything is good and i'm like spinning the little uh, start shaft and i'm like why am i able to spin it both ways and it's not locking and i'm looking on the table i'm like oh because i'm an idiot <laughs> i forgot to put the damn little one-way thing on the clutch Oh. I was like, ah, oh. so I had to drop the motor <laughs> before I even get to start it or fuel it or nothing. Well, I, I mean, drop the you motor really again. don't have to have it, to be honest. You can't just pull start it. I know, but like I put a, <laughs> the, 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 the top starter came with like a cover and a, on the, the bottom and everything, like a nice carbon fire plate. I'm like, I don't want to take this all off again. Fuck it. I'll just drop the motor, put it on there right. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to bolt it on there, and then, and then that was fine. So, dude, wait a minute. The clutch starter thing you were talking about. That's not the pull start thing. No, it's like a nitro motor. It's like I a nitro. Uh, right. I, I, I thought you said you were going to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So on the bottom, I don't even like normally you would just put the, the flat plate to cover. Yeah. It's just a flat carbon fire plate to cover the fan. Normally you'd, you know, without that plate, you can just basically put the starter, pull starter on there and start it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I kind of like the top mount starter. This, I don't know. I'm used to nitro. Now, Andy, you got the pull starter, right? Yeah. I use the pull starter. But I have a generator mounted where the top start would go. Oh, yeah. Okay. That drives the generator. What I, what you do is you actually flip over the one way bearing so that it it will it drives the starter instead of the starter shaft driving the engine. Right. Mm. Nice. So, that makes sense. It drives the yeah. generator? Yes. Yeah, so the generator can freewheel. Yeah. And that way the running it's gonna pull push the generator. Right. Right, and that way the generator is always running, even at idle. Ah, so, good point. Right, nice. It's not. It's really not that big of an issue to pull start them. No, it's not. And I gotta say, this thing starts, starts like a on a dime, like just and it goes. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not like nitro. You're like, you know, just 
and just starts. Well, that's what I was going to say. I watched Kyle Schneider start his, uh, I think, up at Rochester. Or I don't know, the last mm-hmm. time we got together. And, yeah, it pull start. I was amazed at how quick it started, pull starting it, dropped that thing yep. off the bottom, and then, you know, he's flying. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it was very interesting how the engine starts with no issues. Like, it's just very, like, I don't know, it's just very easy to start. What's even more interesting is the throttle endpoints needed to set this up. I, you know, Carrie mentioned it's like, yeah, the throttle curve is way different and, and all this stuff. And sure, you know, and in the instruction manual, there's like, it gives you a throttle curve and it's basically like a very low incline and then like it hits like 75% and then goes to 100. So it's kind of a weird, you know, throttle curve. I was trying to, you know, Carrie said, okay, just, you know, get it, get the motor started, try to tack it at 1400 and you want to break in the motor or at least a gallon at 1400. Try not to put too much load on the motor, like, you know, heat cycle it, get it hot, let it cool completely, and just do that over and over again. And um, I got to thank uh, Dave DeLorenzo. He had a tachometer on him, and he was able to attack it. And nice. we tacked it around 1410. You don't and have telemetry on your... No, I, I didn't put an RPM sensor on it because all I've ever owned RPM sensor-wise was the um, Spectrum backplate for nitros and... I don't have a mount for that. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know how to mount uh, that on that. You could so have got ha- a sensor. They're just a couple dollars. Yeah, I just have to buy one. Any so. of them will work. Yeah, I just got to buy one and, and put the mount on. So I'll do that a little bit later. But I just wanted to get this thing going. I wanted the braking cycle to start going, right? So it's weird because at around negative 70 endpoint on the V control, which you basically divide that by half because it's or like the 30, right? Divide by half because it's negative 100 to zero. That's mid throttle point. And then you're, you go up to 100 on the V control. So the range is actually 200, right? Negative 100 to zero and then zero to 100. So when I set it for negative 70, it's about 15% throttle. And that's enough to get 1400 head speed. And it's enough to hover the heli. I'm, I was actually quite surprised. It's, it's quite heavy. It's quite heavier than what I'm used to. Um, so I got it started. I started, you know, doing the, uh, I, I got about three flights in this past weekend. It's not much, but God damn, it's boring. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I saw pictures like, of you sitting in a chair and somebody, uh, con- I think it was yeah, Eric. Yeah. Eric Eric's pictures. like, oh, pretend to fall asleep. So I like I had my head to the side. Like, <laughs> <laughs> pretend to fall asleep. Um, and then I was like, I understand why Raja brings out a chair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and not that Raja hovers or does any kind of boring flight. Like, he flies, you know? Yeah. But it is a long flight where you're just sitting there kind of flying. So um, Eric brought out a chair for me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to sit down and, and break this in. And I was just basically hovering it, trying not to load the motor too much. Um, I would go, like, probably about five minutes and then land, let it kind of idle back down and then take it off and do another like about another three or four minutes i I, I don't know i think i could get like nine minutes on the tank or something like that and um and then and then i land and shut it off and let it sit there for like 40 minutes or 30 minutes to an hour Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i only got three flights in but i'm surprised how easy it started up um the camper fuel does have a smell to it, but it's not strong. It's not like it burns or anything. So, it's, you know, I did I just smell a little bit in my car, but it's nothing like gasoline. Like gasoline is so much more toxic smelling. Oh, interesting. 
the uh, breaking oil is interesting too. It makes uh, I don't know what kind of breaking oil that Kerry sells, but um, it makes the gas look. I don't know. Camper feels white, right? Like it's clear. Yes. Yeah. So it tinted the gas like purplish. Right. Which is kind of interesting. Um, I'm, I think I'm used. I think I last time I mixed oil with gas was for that uh, Baja Five B that I had. Oh, jeez. And the oil that I got, I think it was like red or something, because I remember the fuel turning red. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, what are you going to use once you're out of that break-in? Or so I have two pre-mixed like bottles of like whatever synthetic oil that carry sells. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm going to go through those two, and then probably pick like Redliner or some some. I'll talk to you about it, but whatever folks are recommending i'll probably just go with that um well, i kind of like the, 10 different people and you'll get 10 different answers <laughs> right. well i'll ask you because you know more about it and i trust your judgment so yeah. <laughs> you know or maybe i'll ask carrie i don't know i, I don't know i mean i'll i'll, fi- I'll i don't think it, it matters all that much to be honest yeah, as long as it's synthetic small. right yeah full synthetic yeah um so i have two of those things and basically what i was what i love about them is that because I don't have to like measure it out or anything. It's just dump the gallon, dump the gallon in my fuel jug, and just dump that four ounces in there, and it gives me, I think, a thirty-seven to one mixture, or something Probably like 32 that. Thirty-two to one. Yeah, I'm, I forgot what it was exactly, but I think it was yeah, thirty-seven to thirty-two or something like that. Uh, let's see. Besides 32. that, I flew. I flew. What did I fly? Four tanks on the nitro. And that's feeling really good. That motor's holding up really well. Awesome. Um, this isn't the black edition motor, though. This is uh, the other one that I, I rebuilt. Yeah. You know, the regular OS uh, 105. But I got a couple clicks in, lean on the on the high and a couple on the mid. And it's still rich as hell. It's still spitting fuel out the fuel tank. I mean, out the exhaust. So I definitely got a little more tuning to go. But... It's flying good. I'm able to 3D it. I'm able to do some maneuvers, and you know, doesn't seem like it's uh, it's running out of any like you know power or bogging too much or anything like that. Cool. Let's wait. And then the Black Thunder, I brought that out too. So it's a 700 heli day. I just that's all I had. <laughs> it was just, and I got I had three charge packs for that, and I flew that, and you know. It's funny because I flew like the electric, then I flew the nitro, and then I did gasser, and then I did the nitro again, and then I went back to the electric, and I'm like, whoa, this thing got so much power. Yeah. This thing is so fast. It's so great. It's so like locked in. It's so awesome. Um, and then I go back to the nitro. I was like, cool. It's, you know, it's light and does the very nice collective stops. <laughs> and then I fly the gasser, and I'm like, I hate hovering. This is fun. <laughs> this is fun? I mean... I don't. I don't know. It's not fun for me, but it's a necessary task that I got to do. You know, and I know a lot of people are like, you know, cracking jokes like, "Oh, you should give it to Andy or give it to someone else to to hover for you or break in the motor." I'm like, no. I you know, I know what I'm getting myself into. If I didn't want to hover this helicopter for whatever two, at least a gallon plus plus. I wouldn't buy it. I just, whatever. I wouldn't be like, forget it. It's not for me. I don't want to bother with it. But no, it's not that bad. It's as long as I'm well, switching got, it up, it's okay. If you got three tanks through it, you can start flying it around. I could start like sport flying it? Yeah. I mean, just don't go crazy. Okay. No, I was, I was under Do the impression like circuits that... and stuff. Steve, didn't you listen to the show last week? 
Nope. Yeah, we talked That's about what Andy this said last week. weeks ago. Nope. He said you could do like three tanks and start a sport for line it. The thing is, is I'm hearing different things. I'm I'm hearing from Kerry. I, I believe Kerry mentioned this to me, saying that like for the first gallon, don't do anything. Don't stress the motor out. Like, don't load it up. Don't go above fourteen hundred head speed. And at fourteen hundred, I'm at like three quarters of a stick to hover. I'm surprised it's not like wobbling and shit. Oh, it's wobbling like crazy. It's oscillating and everything. It's like yeah, it's doing yeah. the toilet bowl effect, and I'm just like, Ooh. I mean, Carrie's the man, so I guess go about what he says. I'm but. not sure, Andy, uh, but I think Steve just called you a liar. Yeah, it's not new. <laughs> yeah, get with the program, Kevin. Come on. I'm with it. I listened <laughs> to the I started program. out at like 1500 mm-hmm. for a tank island. And then by the third tank, I was at like 16, 1700 and flying it around. Mm. But again, everyone you ask has a different opinion. Sure. Exactly. And my, my end game with this is to like, I mean, knock on wood, hopefully not crash it, but to be able to fly like hundreds of tanks, or like I wanna, I want this motor to pretty much last the life of this helicopter for me. Um, obviously, shit happens, but um, without me being stupid or having something fail on me, I'm hoping that this will continue flying for for a while the way it's set up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that this is kind of what I wanted for. I wanted to learn collective management. I wanted to just like ease, slow down my flying because I feel like. Flying electrics, you end up just easy getting to routine of stick banging because they can take it. You fly your nitro, you end up doing the same thing, but you don't do it for the duration. You kind of ease off. You're like, bang, 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 slow down. Bang, 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 slow down. Mm -hmm. Um, With a gasser, I feel like slow, 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 slow. (laughs) Like kind of keep at that pace where you're not really going too crazy with it. Um, Not as much as obviously like an electric. Yeah. Well, that's all I, I, you know, I keep saying that. It'll make you a better pilot. Because mm-hmm. you learn yeah, that's to, what I want. to not use too much cyclic and too much collective at the same time. Mm-hmm. And just a lot of that pitch management, collective management type stuff. Yep. Then when you go back to electric, you can just be that much smoother. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see how it translates to the electric and nitros once I get this going, going. Like, um, and, and I might. <laughs> I might try some F3, not C, F3N maneuvers with yeah, this, sure. Helly, you know, just to kind of like practice those like those yep. like maneuvers and stuff. So I got a whole uh, list of them for you, buddy. I'm, nice. I'm clearing all the videos off my phone now so I can take video, dude. <laughs> yes. Getting ready. Here's one. Double roll backwards. You can do that. A double roll backwards? Yep. Upright, backwards, flat, and then perform two consecutive axle rolls. Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> you mean you can't roll twice? And oh, my rolls look like weird. Like it's. I guess my collective management is not there yet, so it gets like very pitchy. <laughs> yeah, you'll see. I, I mean, I'll learn. That's the thing, right? That's what I'm trying to do with this. Okay, four. Kind of okay, this. here, four pushed half flips. Hover in an oh, upright what? position, then perform four half push flips forward each separated by hovering for two seconds oh so like a half flip yeah half flip half forward flip, like half forward half push yeah. forward forward half flip over, yeah. hold it then flip back over hold it do that four times 
You can do that. Shit, I can wait, do that. Wait, you so you do f- like forward flip to invert it, two seconds, then forward flip to upright, two seconds. Yes. And then twice more, or or four times more, or whatever. Three it is. times Six, more. Three times more. Yeah. Okay, so you do four full flips, but you're doing you're doing two seconds every um, mm-hmm. hovering perspective or whatever you call it. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I could probably do that. I heard I double know. roll, dude, and I got hungry. I heard double <laughs> roll something. I was like, oh, geez. Cinnamon roll. Yeah. Double cinnamon roll. Oh, those are so bad for you. You could do a funnel. It depends which way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's too high. You could do a backwards loop. Yeah, I could do a backwards loop. Wait, really? wait. Does it have to be left to right or right to left? doesn't matter. Dude, I like doing the backwards loop and then kicking the tail out as you're like 90 degrees and coming around. I, I watched Devin do that a bunch of times. I'm like, that actually looks pretty cool. So by the time you're at the top of the loop, you're inverted, but you're tail in now. and You start tail in upright, and then by the top of the loop, you're, you're tail in. What about a four-point roll, Steve? Ooh. Yeah, I could probably do that. It won't look pretty, but I, you know most of these maneuvers you're talking about, I can do. They're just talk. Ugly. Tail down, tick tock. Sure. How many ticks and talks do I have to do Just before it hits the ground? Tick and a talk. Oh. That's it. <laughs> a tick tock and then it that's it? It has to be at least three times. Ah. Well, I can do so, that. So you need to uh, rotating alternately blah, 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 90 degrees. So about 45 degrees both ways, right? The 90 degrees total and at least three times. Keeping the tail rotor in the same position. Wait, what? I'm confused. What do you mean? A TikTok. Yeah. So oh, 45 degrees banking, like from an oh, X to the top. Oh, okay. okay. I thought you were talking about like turning yeah, the, turning the tail. Degrees. No, yeah. no, yeah. no, no, no. Just like, not like a super duper fast. You yeah, know, don't do, do, bang do, 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 a full aileron TikTok. Like a TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, like I said, I could probably do most of those maneuvers that you mentioned. Just be really ugly, and it'd be really interesting. Be, I guess I, I guess it would throw a laugh or two here. You know, at least the judges will laugh. Like, oh, what is this guy doing? <laughs> One of the things that I don't know about F three N and F three C is that do does everyone have to judge? I feel like the smaller competitions, everyone actually has to judge. I don't know, probably because I hate that. I don't want to judge any people. Why not? Not, not they're flying. Oh no! Because I can't write numbers on a card. Nobody's gonna know what you put. Yeah, but don't you like? I don't know. Isn't there like you don't you disclose that and like I don't know. Like it's anonymous, anonymous judging, dude. So one, like you know, it's a one to ten for each maneuver. I guess I don't know. I feel like that's subjective. When you keep writing zeros, they're gonna know though. It's you, zero, zero, zero. Anyways, uh, so yeah, I you know I, I'm kind of happy that I have now this gaster built and flying. Um, I am gonna chop up a canopy. I know originally I, I mentioned that I wasn't gonna chop up a canopy for this, mm-hmm. um, but even if I don't fly with a canopy, at least when I have it on the bench or or hanging off the wall, I'll have a canopy on and it'll look nice. So yeah, yeah. I got enough canopies. I'll just chop one up. All right. Let's move it on to the next, uh, to the main topic here. All right, the main, main topic. topic. Yeah, so the end of summer is here, huh? The end of summer. It looks like it. Or our alternate title, Fall Ahead. Oh, no. 
<laughs> no? I mean, I guess. I mean, I hope I fall ahead and not fall behind. Like Rocky and Bullwinkle? Next <laughs> show, end of summer, or fall ahead. Yep. Uh, you're old. Any, I am old. I'm not denying it. <laughs> <laughs> I am not denying it. <laughs> All right, so... With the summer ending, the colder weather coming, is there anything you guys do that's different? Maybe setting up helis or maybe maintenance or you go over things on your helicopters? Well, I would like to go first because I was actually thinking about this earlier. Mm -hmm. There was a point in time where in the hobby and in, I don't know whether you want to call it a career, my journey through this RC stuff we do, uh, I would listen to RCHN and I would be like, geez, I don't even know where the bearings are on my helicopter, you know. And now that I'm not putting them in the dirt like every weekend, even even if it's every other weekend, I'm actually I'm actually concerned more about the end of summer now and doing maintenance. You know what I mean? Like uh mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm I'm gonna sit down probably at least with the six ninety and think of when's the last time I did anything or check just go over things like check for play on a lot of stuff yeah because i know on i don't know if it was the 690 or if it was the o-line 700 that i had where i know i had some i think it was on that where i had some linkage you know ball links that were getting getting to a point where i should probably replace them your balls loose my balls were loose yep and it just you know gives you time i mean we can go into a lot of different things. Uh, I'm also redoing some, a couple of different things in the workbench. Um, I mentioned 3d printing earlier. I'm, I 3d printed tool holders like a couple of years ago, uh, specifically designed for individual tools and, you know, your pliers, your files, your screwdrivers, all that kind of stuff. Well, now since the, the amount of space has kind of gotten down off my workbench, in the in back where I used to keep them all, I want to move them up to the wall. So I'm kind of 3D printing holders where I can actually mount them either to plywood or directly to the wall on an mm-hmm. angle. And, uh, you know, just that's other stuff that get get going and get finished so I can at least start some kind of, you know, end of summer, like, tear down or whatever I have to do. Got a question for you, Kevin. Sure. How many truckloads of 3D printing filament do you go through in a month? <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> he just has a reoccurring order from just Amazon. Curious. They just send him full <laughs> every week. Every they week. send him a couple cases. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you know what? It's it's amazing how mu- how long that roll of filament will last. Well, the new printer that I got though, yeah, it's almost to the point where I'm going over the edge the other way, where I'm amazed at how quickly it's going. You know? Yeah, yeah I was about to say like two print jobs, and you're like, oh, there goes that two kilogram tool. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. But, you know, the the one that the, I bought originally that I do a lot of the tool holders with is a, a three millimeter that's the Lutzbot Mini and or the Lulzbot Mini. I still screw that up. But that one, I have filament from eSun. I bought I bought some Hobby King filament that is surprisingly actually really good, uh, 1.5. And I've gotten, now that I've got the three different printers, I used to use Hatchbox all the time, which is a brand of filament that's really good stuff i mean for me i can't find anything better but that was specific to the one printer that i built myself 
And the way that I would calibrate that every time was to take a large piece of cardstock. So my nozzle wasn't down as far as it should be. And I really didn't realize this until I bought the other 3D printer uh, uh-huh. because I'm using filament that wouldn't work on one. It's the same filament. It's 1.75, but it wouldn't work on the one I built. And it's actually working on the one that I purchased uh, just recently. And it's printing out Wait, pretty good. So you bed level with a cardstock and not just a single piece of paper? It should be a single piece of paper, yeah. Yeah. Um, why cardstock, though? I'm not sure. I don't get why. It was the way I set it up initially. Um, and the, I've always kept it that way. And I, and it, the prints have, I mean, geez, I've printed out, I don't know how many hours. I printed three, sure, yeah. three planes mm-hmm. on that thing. It's just the way I was calibrating it initially. And um, it was working out with the reset that I would do, and then I think it was moving it down slightly, which is why I was using the cardstock and not the paper. But now, like I said, that I've gotten it might maybe it was up a little higher than it should be, um, but I've I've gotten good results with the Hatchbox, and like I said, some of the other filaments I wasn't getting great results with, but now I'm using it on the other machine, and it's working fine. Um, could be all in that. And I didn't realize that at the time, you know, mm-hmm. because I was getting good results with a certain filament. I just thought it was the filament. But it's stuff you learn, you pick up along the way. Yeah, I've got a lot to learn if I'm going to get into this. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, it's not too difficult, but you got to remember it's you're going to have problems. You're going to have failures. Uh, and then you just got failure is not an option. And you just got to know what to do. <laughs> Failure's frequent. <laughs> yeah. But getting back to the helicopters, man, yeah, I'll probably bring in the 690 and check out just I'll go mm-hmm. over things and, and check for, you know, bearings being being worn and just play in, in, in things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't go to the bear- level of bearings unless there's an issue with the helicopter. Um, but the things I do check maintenance wise or, or prep wise would probably be um, dampeners and and ball links. Yeah, make sure that they're not um, wearing too much. You know, where the dampeners are too soft or the links are too sloppy and loose on the balls. So those are the two main things. And then also, I always um, like to check the belt tension and not only the belt tension because you know I, I fly goblins. It's also just to make sure that like I don't see any rips or any fraying of the belt. Um, as the weather changes, you know, and temperature changes, you know, things will expand or contract. So I want to make sure that everything looks, um, you know, up to spec, I guess. So, yeah. Well, Andy, you don't have that much of a, you have a winter, but you would do anything specific when it gets colder out? Um, on maintenance wise, not really. I mean, I should check, I should do everything that you guys do, but I don't. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, dude. Because you're down south more, yeah. I mean, this is a, a question I'm What's a variation in. of your temperature? Yeah. Well, I mean, we can get cold. We can get down to below zero, but it's rare. Mm. Fahrenheit. Usually we'll get, we'll, we'll have a few weeks that get down in the 20s, but usually we're in the 30 to 40 through the winter. Okay. 30 to 45 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm not saying that that wasn't a good question, Steve, but that wasn't exactly my question. I was gonna yeah, ask. what was your question then? <laughs> do, do the fun flies like ease up or do you guys go right through the winter down there? Being- mm, 
Well, I mean, it depends on where you go. I mean, Torches is in December, so. Right. Yeah, and so but, if, but excluding the chill like out Florida, and all those other ones. Yeah, yeah, we got to chill out in January. Yeah, I think they so, still go on, just not as frequent, probably. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it's yeah, not but as frequent. They I don't. Guess. They don't all together end though, like they do up here. Not really, but I mean, Florida's a long way from me, so I don't know if you consider that my area, but it's definitely the south. No, I, I meant more in your area. Yeah, there's not much around here. Well, I mean, there's not a whole lot any time of the year. There's definitely not a lot going on from, say, November to March. Well, like in Georgia, they have, uh, you know, Joel Nall and and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Triple Tree and stuff. Do they have stuff going on all year or do they kind of slow down? Uh, They do stuff through the winter. I don't know what. I I think they do a full-scale event. And a lot of clubs will have like a a winter thing or maybe a New Year's Day thing or okay like a uh, I don't know a chili cookout or something where you get together and fly on cold weather days, but not not a lot. Okay, very little. That's now I fly a lot through the winter just because I have more time. Right, I actually have more time in the winter to fly and do stuff than I do in the summer. And uh, which we'll get into this later, but fuel models really fly good in the winter. They like the older cars with the points and the carburetors. Yeah, they used Car- to yeah. just fly the- better, or they used to run better in the winter time. Mm-hmm. Cold, dense air. Yep, makes everything more gooder. <laughs> but as far as I don't really do winter maintenance per se. Like I, I probably should. I usually just repair stuff when I crash it. But there again, I'm not crashing as much. So, like yeah. my Protos, it needs bearings all around. Like it's flying like crap. Probably needs dampeners, bearings, all kinds of stuff. And I've just been too lazy to take it all apart and do that maintenance. Okay. So, I don't do it, but you should. You know, we were talking about points earlier. Uh, just a few minutes ago, dude, and I was curious on the gas motors, like with these gassers, they have, how, how do they work? They're they have uh, the magneto. Oh, ignition. okay. Okay. Uh-huh. It's like your weed eater, chainsaw, or some of that stuff. Okay. it's It works well. I mean, it's, it's a little heavier than electronic, but it's kind of foolproof and right. very reliable. It yeah. just works. And you don't need a battery to run. You don't need right? a battery. You don't need anything. Yeah. Just that big ass magnet flywheel and the little, um, you know, coil that does yeah. it, the magneto part. Okay. I can't even tell you where the magneto is on my thing. I was like, well, I'll we'll put it together, start it, it starts right up. Like, cool. It's in there. Yeah. It's under that black cover. Yeah. Um,. So, <laughs> if you really wonder, just follow the spark plug wire. You'll find it. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be somewhere with that, right? True. It goes into that casing. I don't know. It's that hard plastic thing. <laughs> that plastic thing, and no, oh, and then there's like the metal fan cover, which I guess is somewhere behind there too. I don't know. Um, with the, so I mean, obviously, we're, you know, with the cooler weather, it's great. Like for you know, fuel motors, right? Gassers, nitros, um. Yeah, but it's, it's not so great for electrics, right? Yeah, not necessarily. 
No, yeah. it's good for electric. It's not good for batteries. Yeah. Yes. Batteries don't like cold weather. Yeah. Uh, anything with the like tuning wise or um, with just the DA, you know, with that kind of getting yeah, sure, air and stuff. Um, right? Well, with like the gasser, you can use more fuel. You can richen it up because you got more air. Mm-hmm. So you might need more fuel to, to, to keep from running lean. Yep. And on nitros, you might need a different glow plug, or you might want mm-hmm. to adjust your timing or your nitro percentage, which yeah. kind of do all all those kind of do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Adjust the timing and rich in the motor. I mean, rich yep. in the needles. Yep. Okay, so since this is my first like season with a sort of season with a nitro i'm running a an eight in there now you, you mentioned change the plug would what do you go to a hotter you one? a colder you go to a colder one or hotter um let me think a minute uh it's been a while since i've had to think about this you probably wouldn't really even have to change it to be honest okay yeah i don't think i have last year but uh, I want to say you go colder plug. But you could lean it up a little as well. Let's see. Or you could no, you rich need it to rich it up. You need to rich in it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely. Right, because you'd have more air. Yeah. I would think you if you normally run 22.5%, I think you could probably just switch to 30%. And you will. No, I got that backwards. Yeah, I'm running 30 now. Run 30 in the summer. You could run 22.5% in the winter. Mm-hmm. And everything would be about the same. Okay. Ish. Interesting. Hmm. Does that sound right to you, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I don't know if any, many people do that, though. I feel like people just run what they run. Well, some people will change the shims. I mean, yeah. if you... Well, I guess you, 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 add you, might a, need, you might need to add a shim in the yeah. winter. Because you need to, Lord you got the all the extra air in there, so yeah. you actually need to retard the timing. So mm-hmm. you would need a colder plug. Yeah. Okay. It took me a second to wrap my brain around which way we got to go. Yeah, I but thought it was colder. You need plug. to re- retard the timing, which is the same thing. Uh, like I said, you could either go colder plug, you could add a shim, or you could run a lower nitro content. And I know nice. that I know that all three of those don't exactly do the same thing, but just for the sake of conversation, mm-hmm. going from a hot, hot, humid weather to cold, dense, like cold, dry air. Right. You could still, um, you know, keep things relatively simple if you just wanted to change the nitro content. So I usually, well, I've, only run the eight a glow plug mm-hmm. going down would be colder or is yeah yeah i just want to make sure because you never know yeah i think you like run a six or something i think the slower number is hotter okay. it's not there's so many people yelling at us right now i i i, I, sure. I i'm one of the people yelling because mm, i don't know stupid idiots <laughs> um it's a good question, though, right? Because <laughs> th- you never know the way things, you know, the way things are. Is a seven 
colder or hotter than eight? I don't know. I thought asking Siri. <laughs> Yeah, man, I feel like such an idiot because I don't. I have to. I, for, I learn all this stuff, and then I learn something new, and then it, I forget something old. <laughs> Falls out. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. I can see that happening to me. <laughs> uh, well, then I'll, okay. ha- I'll have to yeah. do some research on that. Okay, so uh, a number eight is considered a medium hot. And A5 is cooler. Okay, so a 7 yeah. is hotter than an 8. Yeah, 6 okay. is hotter. A 6 is even hotter. Yeah, so it would be going up. Which... No, be going, going down would be getting hotter. Yeah, yeah, but if you want a colder plug, you'd be going up in number. Which I don't recall seeing anything higher than an 8, though. I no. Thought, I thought 8, 6, and possibly 7. But even a number 6 is like... It used to be an A3. It's like... I don't know. They have some weird names. Yeah. And there's like a. I think pretty much everyone just runs a eight all the time or. Yeah. I went to. Maybe a, in a three or something. I Googled it really quick and it says RC glow plug fundamentals. And one of the things it says down at the bottom is if you have no idea what plug to use, use an OS eight. <laughs> yeah. It's a good starting point. Yeah. It, it all has to do with the timing. Yeah. Of the engine. And when you've got colder denser air you could uh if you don't retard the timing a little bit you could get pre-detonation which is bad right and unlike a distributor in a car we can actually move it there's you have to do it through the ways you were talking about right Uh either the shim or the or the glow plug okay that'd probably be the two main parts i don't know that anybody switches up their nitro content yeah I don't. I don't know many people that actually do anything to their motors except yeah, you know the needle adjustments, obviously. True. All right, let's go. What do I have here next? Any additional prep or maintenance you do for fuel models compared to, you know, electrics? Like, do we have to worry about the oil seizing up a little or getting a little more thicker viscosity because of the colder weather? It was uh, castor oil. I mean, it it does, but I don't know that it really matters no well i have to go from a 6s starter to a a 12s starter (laughs) to crank over the motor because it's so gummed up or something no okay yeah so now Um, i have another question about nitro um during the winter do you fill the tank do you empty the tank do you leave like uh three quarters of an inch in the bottom just so the clunk stays you know, always leave some on the clunk. Yeah, right. always keep that clunk wet. That's all. That's Quite all. Frankly, I think you should keep it up above the 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 bung, the the outlet. Yeah, so keep it that dry out. The rubber yep. will dry out on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that but it's good. Just keep it full. So just but keep I mean, it full for the it winter. It depends how you hang your like how you store your model. Too. Well, like, yeah, I hang true. mine up. So, um, yeah, yeah, but some some come out yeah. the. Front, yeah, it depends so. where. Yeah, exactly. Mine are on the skids. My larger helicopters in the shed. Yeah, Just make so. sure it's got three quarters or so in it. Okay. Yeah. Just keep it full. Keep it pressurized too while you're at it. <laughs> no, no, mine's, mine's not pressured. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, if you really wanted to do your engine right, you should burn all the nitro out of it and put some yeah. after run oil in it. 
Oh yes. yeah, very good point. Yeah. Automatic transmission fluid or or something protects your bearing. Yeah, and that's if you're like storing it though, right? I mean, if you're flying every weekend, regardless of the weather. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's yeah. talking about like storage for the winter. No, I'm just curious because yeah, if I don't fly for some reason, or you know, like I definitely do that with the other small engines that I have, like for lawnmower, or, you know, definitely with generators to run them till they're dry, drain and get get all that out of the carb. All the gas, so it doesn't gum it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm just curious, just uh, wondering. Yep. Yeah. So that's probably something you can do for prep and maintenance. Anything or else? Do, or you can do what I do and say, "Oh, well, I'm going to fly that next week." Yeah. And you forget about it, and pretty soon it's been a month and a half. It's like, eh, well, it's probably okay. Just <laughs> turn it over a couple times and then fire it. Yeah, turn it over it, fire it up, go buy yourself some new bearings just in case for later on. Yeah, as soon as you start running it, it'll wear the rest off the bearing. Buy a new piston, ring, liner. Yeah, just put it on your pan or you'll be fine. (laughs) Like Steve does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. You know, store it over over the winter and the year and then start it up, get four flights, blow the motor, put a new one in there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, perfect. Put the, motor in, put the backup <laughs> motor in. It's just had yeah. a couple flats on it. It's good to go. Yeah. Isn't that perfect. what you said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do the Steve wait. No, don't do it. <laughs> um, all right. So what about winter projects, right? As the summer ends, do you guys think about projects that you can work over the winter or maybe, um, you know, I know you mentioned like you're going to 3D print some stuff for your, your workbench and stuff, but just like, I don't know, anything else? Like helicopter builds or anything like that, or yeah, maybe I like com- to build kits there in the winter. Yeah, yeah, something to do inside. Mm-hmm. Shitty outside. Well, this is interesting too because last year I probably had more things that I wanted to do during the winter, and this season, you know, because I haven't been crashing that much, and I've been kind of sticking to three or four helicopters, and I mm-hmm. really. You know, it's like I, I've kind of freed that slot up where, like, now I can, like, take on this other project that I'm doing, uh, which probably lasts definitely through the winter. I'm going to have to figure out some heat situation in the garage. But, yeah, this is, uh, you know, giving me time to maybe, I don't know. I, w- I know I wanted to build that balsa kit. I still haven't even opened the box on. Uh, but I don't know. You know, I, that being said, I haven't been flying planes that much either. So, you know, yeah. I mean? and I do like, I love the two six nineties. I love the, the logo has been flying good. The five fifty and the oxy five is, is just starting to, you know, I'm just starting to fly that and get some flights in on that. And that's been flying really good. Uh, I, <laughs> it's funny. Cause the other day I was thinking, what am I going to do with these oxy threes? I don't even know if I'm ever going to, you know, I'll probably fly them every now and then, but I got so many backup parts for them and, you know, just uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Mm-hmm. I, I'm take, starting to enjoy take them the to Florida and leave them down there. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I was gonna. I think I was gonna take apart either the fi- Oxy Five or the Five Fifty and send it down there. But I'm not sure. I I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'll just throw, throw one of those. Down yeah, there. I'd probably do one of the helis you're not flying, then like one that you might want to fly. Yeah. More. Yeah. You know. Yeah. If I was you, I would take. All those oxy threes, yep. all those parts and crap, 
and like uh, maybe you got a spectrum radio or something yep. laying around. Go back to a brain on that. Put a brain on there and mm-hmm. just leave all that down there. Don't yep. have to transfer anything. Yep. Take, a little, take an old a little, charger too. Yeah, a little everything. charger and, yep. and some batteries. And then when you're there, you can fly and you won't have to think about taking your transmitter or anything. Just yeah. it'll all be there. Yeah, have a full setup down there that you can just go and, yep. you know, fly. And if it's just an Oxy-3, it's an Oxy-3. It's fine. You know, it's only going to be temporary until you move down there anyway. So yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the only problem with that is the um, the spectrum radio I use for a lot of different things up here still. So I just, I maybe I'll look for a used DX9 okay. or something. Yeah, you could have your DX6i one. again. <laughs> oh, I right. still have that. It's just sitting in the garage. You can have that. I forgot all about that, dude. Yeah, yeah. If you want that, yeah, that would work. Good Chloe, for oxy. Chloe doesn't use that. Anybody no, if she wants to fly, it? I can just, I just, I can just let her use my DX9. No, right. And right. I'll just, I can just borrow someone else's radio at the buddy box or whatever. It's not a big deal. Or mine, my DX9. Yeah, yeah exactly. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's get it set up up here and get it going. I think I still have a mm-hmm. um, icon or two laying around somewhere. Yeah, I'm yeah, that'd be great. That. Cool. cool, good idea. There's um, a winter project right there. There yep. you go. <laughs> All right, and then I guess how about any like shop? You know, like do you have to do any maintenance or prep work or for your shop? I mean, for me, I do because my garage is not heated. Well, I have a kerosene burner or I have an AC unit, but it's very like I don't know. The temperature is very inconsistent in there, obviously through the seasons. So, like, I try to do some prep work. <laughs> Um, what do you do for prep work? Well, like for me, like I'll I'll, I'll most likely run a kerosene burner uh, when it gets really really cold in there. Um, so like I gotta kind of clean that and get fuel because I only need it for the winter time. So during the summertime, I don't keep fuel in my garage. Kerosene, I usually burn up all that kerosene diesel whatever um, at the end of the season or like right in, you know beginning of yeah, sure. uh, spring. Um, besides that, I mean, this year I've actually thought about getting, spending a little bit of money, but I don't know if it's worth it, but getting like, um, what are those things called? They're like heat exchangers. They're basically like a wall unit AC slash heater. Mini splits uh, or whatever. A mini split. That's it. Yeah. Mini split. In, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You need that. Cause it give you AC in the summer and yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm thinking about something like that because ever since I insulated it, it's, now a curse more than in my opinion i think it's more of a curse than a blessing like okay so summertime i get in there and it's it's nice and like initial springtime it's usually pretty nice in there you know it's the temperature is nice but soon as summer like the real june you know july august of summer it gets ridiculously hot in there and that that ac that i have like the it's like a portable one. You kind of just put the thing in the wall, and you have that big box yeah, um, on the floor. Yeah, they're they're like very directional. Like I basically have to be on top of it to feel anything. So they don't work too well. <laughs> and then you have to blow it up your pants leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have a tube going right into yeah into my pants leg. <laughs> and then you know it's like then the winter comes and like or the fall comes and there's like that period where like it starts to get cold outside, but it still maintains heat inside. <laughs> But then, as soon as winter hits, it's it could be eighty degrees outside, but it's freezing in the garage. You'll say fall comes, you get a really nice three days. Yeah, and it's cold as shit. Yeah, and then it literally like 
it could be nice outside and with the sun and everything, but I go in my garage and like I can see my breath. It's freezing cold. Yeah. When it, you know, my garage still floods a little when it rains too much, when it like flash floods. And like the ground will will flood a little and then that night it'll freeze over and be a nice skating rain. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, damn. Jeez. Yeah. I'm like, you know, it's like okay, because it just it retains the heat even more now. Like so you I don't think one of those mini splits will will heat that up enough in there. It's not I mean, that maybe big of a with space. The kerosene so. going, it might. The kerosene, if I leave it on for like an hour or two and then go in there, it's nice and toasty. Like it's good. Okay. It'll it'll right. warm up the the room really nice. Because I don't have high ceilings because I, you know, put a ceiling up there with insulation. All the walls have insulation on it now, so it's not like. Whatever it'd, it'd be, almost more worth the money for the the summertime though. Yeah, to get some AC to get some AC in there because right now, like it gets so hot in there, I don't work in there. Even though it's it's summertime, right? You think okay, I work in the garage. Yeah, it's not good for nah. all your stuff too to get so hot and so cold. Mm. Here, I mean that I can't help because I don't think I'm gonna spend the money to regulate the temperature in there when I'm not in there. Like it's just, you know, to me, I'm just burning all, burning money away then. Yeah. So, you know, if I have to, like, I don't know what, what, what would go bad though? Like rubber things, right? Dampeners or anything that's like know. rubber. I don't know. Thing. You know, maybe plastics could get frayed from heat cycling. I don't know. Well, it depends if there's moisture involved too. That could also do some stuff, but yeah. You get condensation and moisture is the bigger part. I get a lot of seasons in my garage, man, and I haven't really had any problems with anything. I got some plastic prints, mm -hmm. uh, wood that sometimes the wood will get a little uh, moldy because I get yeah. a little moisture in my garage, but that's really about it. Yeah. But I'm the same way. So like in the summertime, my garage gets really hot. In the wintertime, it's cold because there's yeah. no heat in there. Um, and weirdly enough when they built my garage in the 70s they actually put in these two casement windows that are like single pane casements that i years ago built a, a, a cover for them like a two by four almost like a wall like a fake uh -huh. wall that i can just put in the window itself yeah i was gonna uh remove all that this summer and like cinder block it all up but uh i didn't get around to doing it i think this year i'm gonna wind up just getting some more insulation like that that are you know those those kind of like thick, the uh, thick foam ones, the thick foam ones with the tin foil on them, sort of the foil yeah. on one side, and just mm -hmm. cut it out. You know that fits right in there. Yeah, and just shove a couple of those up. In there. Yeah, because yeah. the printer sitting right in front of the, right in front of that. Yeah, window, you gotta so make you gotta maintain that heat. Yeah, that'll be a problem if I don't do that. Yeah, but it's tough. Like it's tough. I I totally agree with you, Steve. Though it's tough in the in the summer because it's hot as hell. And then yeah. in the winter, I've been actually been down in, in that garage working on stuff like a helicopter or something where my hands are shaking. I'm like, I got to stop. I, or I've got an X-Acto knife and I'm yeah. cutting something. My hands are shaking. What was it, was it so last cold. year or the year before? My Oxy4 build video? Like, you can see my breath. My hands are shaking in the yeah, video. Like, like, you know, I was free. I had my full winter coat on, too. Like, I wasn't. It wasn't a yeah. a lovely experience. It was right. like, okay, I got to get this done, you know? <laughs> You're like, yeah, this isn't fun. I'm going yeah. back upstairs. Yeah. So, like, a lot of times, you know, you'll notice, like, even in the summertime or wintertime, like, during the hottest months or the coldest months, I'll just bring everything inside. You know, I'll bring it to my family room and just work on it. 
Yeah. Um, but it sucks because I'm back and forth getting tools or getting parts or getting this or getting that. Like I don't, you know, I, all my shit is in the garage and it would be best if I could just work in the garage. But yeah, maybe if I get like some kind of pretty decent mini split that can handle, because it's not big. You saw my garage, Kevin. It's yeah. not a lot of square feet. I think, um, it's even a cheaper parts. one's com- decent. Yeah, it's like a car right? and a half. Yeah. Yep. Size garage, car and a quarter. But I think, uh, like a simple, you know, thousand dollar mini split probably be fine. Really, I don't know. We'll see. What about you, Andy? Though, like, wh- how's your setup? Well, my RC shop is my living room, so oh, I don't really have to do too much to that. Yeah, so that that's uh, yeah doesn't take too much to regulate. <laughs> but huh? I have lots of experience with shops and garages and stuff. So, like my uh, big shop at the farm, mm-hmm. I I heat it through all winter. But I only keep it like forty five or fifty degrees okay. when I'm not working. Yeah. And then when I'm working I crank it up to sixty. Um I don't have AC, so it gets hot in the summer. But what I'll do is I'll like early in the morning I'll open the doors, turn on the exhaust fans and pull all the cool air in mm-hmm. and shut the doors up and being it's insulated it'll stay cool up to the afternoon before it starts getting hot again nice of course now this is a big shop like yeah. 50 by 100 feet yeah. type of a thing yeah 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 so a small one might not be the same mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh and like you're talking about with the mini split if i was you i would cool it a little bit all the time through the summer and keep it a little the heat on a little bit through the winter assuming you have decent insulation mm-hmm. because if you want to go out there and work and you have to heat it from yeah yeah 30 yeah. up to 60 yeah that's going to take just about as much energy as it does just to keep it 45 all yeah. the time uh so i mean that's something to consider too mm-hmm. or like set the ac on 80 which is i mean that's hot and not comfortable but you can cool it from there down to 75 fairly easily yeah, much instead quicker, of going in there easier. when it's 95 and trying to cool it down. See what yeah, I'm that definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that might be something you want to consider. Not keeping it like your house, like 70 all the time, but having a little bit of heat all the time in the winter and a little bit of cooling all the time in the summer, just so that you don't see those extremes. Yeah. And that'll keep the humidity way down in the summer as well. A little bit of AC running does a lot of um, dehumidifying. Yep. Yeah. So that's good, too. Nice. All right. Do we have any other things we want to talk about for the end of summer topic? Go out and fly when it's winter. Yeah. Go out and fly before the end of summer. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, if where you live, it gets to negative 20 or something. Okay, don't fly. But if it's 35, 40 degrees, you're like, it's too cold. Just yeah. man up. Go fly. What you need to do is man up and go fly. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Would you guys agree? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's it's funny because like. People complain. They're like, oh, my God, it's so cold here. We can't it's go fly. 50 degrees. You're, you're crazy. 
I mean, even when it's cold, like even when it's like 30 degrees, right? It's like, oh, my God, you're crazy to go out flying. It's like I grew up in this weather. Like how have you been here 20 years and not gotten used to it at least a little? You know, like I don't know. Just for me, it's like I don't know. I grew up in the Northeast. I'm used to four seasons. I'm used to 100-degree right. summers and, you know, zero-degrees winters. And, you know, I just bundle up or whatever, wear shorts. Like, I, mean, I don't know. Just yeah. the weather's the weather. I, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it does suck when you, it sure. gets, your hands get cold. Cold and windy. Or your so, eyes. Oh, Yeah. The that, wind. The wind in your eyes. That, it's the worst. My, it's the hands for me because I can't really fly wearing gloves. No, well, how about tried. those uh, transmitter Just, gloves? Yeah, I don't. No, <laughs> I've tried that. I, I know I Steve do sometimes does the fingerless gloves. I like the palm warmer things, the hand warmer things. Yeah, use those and fly. <laughs> so you know what I do now? Which I, it's probably I'm cheating because I'm fly at the house usually. No, so I set the, the door. Yeah, I set the jetty on the heat like vent, so it uh-huh. gets nice oh, and okay. warm. Jeez, it's aluminum, right? Yeah. So I go out there, get a five minute flight in, and then come back inside, and do it all over again. Nice. Yeah, remember Justin and RCHN? He he built like a heater element thing. I don't, I don't know if he ever actually did that. He was yeah. talking about it. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. As long as you just, have a thermostat heat, and can control that heat. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of that'd be a lot of work to do. Yeah. But if you just set it on your heat vent and get that mm-hmm. thing up to about. 100 degrees it'll retain the heat i mean yeah. for at least five short, minutes like, yeah it's not bad yeah. and you just kind of deal with it your fingers start to get numb you land and go inside you stick your hands down your pants like i do exactly <laughs> any pictures in the winter time of me like that that's why <laughs> <laughs> or you or you do what kevin does and bring uh what are those bring, oil bring oil, oil, oil filled heater and you sit on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah you just sit on it. Plug it <laughs> to your generator, generator, crank it yep. up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got a whole a, a, down there at RCHO. They built a whole um, a booth, right? A, well, yeah, well, it's not really a booth. It's kind of comes up waist high and it's mm-hmm. on three sides. You set a propane heater in there and it'll keep you nice and warm. Oh, yeah. You, you're, there's nothing obstructing you in front of it, like mm-hmm. over it, I guess. Right. Like you're, right. The the three sides are in front of you, if that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the heater's it behind blocks you. Blocks the of. wind. No, the, yeah. the heater's in front of you, too. Oh, okay. Blowing at your hands. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll just have to show you a picture. But <laughs> it works really well. Nice. And awesome, fly man. all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cold. Anything else? Or shall we move it to news and announcements? Well, we can move it on to news and announcements. All right, so what do we have here? Something about a lizard. That's it? That's all we have for news? Wow. Lizard. I'm bringing a news to the table here, huh? Yeah, there's an SAB Avio new plane called the Lizard. Yeah. And this thing is, yeah, it's M138 Lizard. Um, it's pretty nice. I mean, it looks like a bigger Tortuga, but smaller than, like, their big, big, you know, um, turbine jets. Um, it's not cheap. It's about 1,280 euros. Um, so what is that? Maybe like, then you got to buy what? 
three four thousand dollar turbine just to get it well the cool thing about it is you can get a turbine version or it can use oh, 100 a to fan. 120 millimeter duct fan on a 12 s setup oh, so it's kind of interesting crazy, man wow yeah i mean but that's how big it is it uses a like let's just go for 120 who's gonna buy the 100 screw that go big yeah um so the 120 millimeter fan 12 centimeter diameter is big you know for a edf you know, we're, we're used to 70, 80s usually, right? And even on the bigger ones, 90 millimeters. But this is a whole, you know, three centimeters bigger than a 90 that looks huge, right? So um, pretty interesting. That's we got wing rockets dude. for it too. Yeah, wing rockets. You can buy carry bags for it. You can get freaking... Um, vector kit. A vector kit for the turbine. Yep. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, and... Um, also, you, you obviously, like, you know, you get some good landing gears, um, retracts. Did they ever release the the other turbine jets? Like, yeah. Are they out? Yeah. yeah. They were similar to this. I've never seen I one. Believe. Yeah, it's very similar, except that this is more like the Tortuga, where the wing kind of is, like, folds back a little. Like, not folds back, but it sweeps back instead of the other ones, which sweep forward. Okay. They're, they're forward-sweeping wings on them to... Um, the havoc. And this is part of their Antarctica. Yep. Uh, what'd you call that? Um, not a scheme, but like a campaign. Campaign story, yeah. Let's see if I can get some specs here. Wingspan is 138 centimeters, so a um, little under 1400 millimeter wingspan, which is pretty good. Pretty decent size. Depending on if you go duck the fan or you go turbine. They're saying uh, Dr. Fan ready to fly is about six and a half to seven and a half kilograms. It has quite like you need three mini or standard servos and then another standard servo um, for the uh, what do you call it? What's that? The thing in the front, the canards. Canards, yeah. Uh, you can do optional vector on, like we said, on the turbine. You can do optional rudder on either one if you like to do that. I, I don't. I wish they had a, the uh, vector kit for the electric, too. I don't know why they wouldn't. Maybe it doesn't produce enough thrust. wouldn't have enough power to be worth anything. Yeah. Well, I guess you could do like a flat spin or something, but I wouldn't imagine you could do any kind of hover. Hover or 3D, yeah. This thing's actually pretty large, dude. Yeah. 54-inch wingspan. Yeah. Yeah, but the length is 155 centimeters. What is that in inches? Um, that is, you said 155? Yeah, 61 inches. Yeah, 61. Wow. Yeah. That's a pretty decent size. I mean, it's not as big as the well, half That's five feet, dude. Five yeah. foot long plane. That's pretty big. Um, it's about six and a half, seven and a half, ready to fly in the, uh, the electric version. And the dry weight without fuel on the turbine is about 5.8, 6.5. I really like the way these look. I love the way in the back where the engine is or the motor, you know, that they have that cowl, that kind of hollow cowl look. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess it's functional. It's more than a look, but it's just really cool the way that it just looks futuristic. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. it really does. And, I mean, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. I haven't even flown my uh, um, Tortuga yet. <laughs> I still haven't made that thing. But I know I was talking to um, McToon about it, Rob, and, you know, he really likes the way the Tortuga flies. Like, you know, if he had the money, I'm sure he would have 
go for this, you know, Lizard or the Havoc or or thing, just or the um the Drake because yeah, I mean it's a lot of money, but like I don't know if if they fly anything like the Tortuga flies, you know that that means it's a really good flying hel- uh, flying bird. Plane, I don't think it's plane. more capable with the more control surfaces that you can set up. You can't do rudders on the Tortuga, right? Just bank and yank. You can. No, you can do oh, rudders. You can do rudders. Oh, okay. There's an optional rudder kit. Yeah. I didn't know that. I know that you can do the canards, right? The canards move. The canards definitely move. You need the canards to move that thing. Yeah. Yeah. These so canards like, look swept back a little more. Yeah, and, and on the lizard, the canards look closer to the um, the leading edge of the wing compared to the tortuga. Tortuga seems like it's longer. Yeah. You know, but then the, the canards are like almost like at the front of the canopy instead of this one that's kind of in the middle, t- leaning towards the end. So. Yeah. But yeah, I I think this this it looks cool. I mean, I don't Definitely. know what's up with SAB and their whole new like, I don't know, I don't know if it's like digital camo. Like the Havoc was digital camo, but this is more like just different angles and shards of color and stuff. I just think it looks cool. It's pretty, pretty trendy design, I would say. Trendy, yeah. trendy design. Uh, what else do we have for news announcements? Anything good? I haven't been out of the field all week. Not been on Facebook or online, so I don't have anything. I don't know anything that's going on. Yeah. Oh wait, I do have something. Oh yeah. E flight Carbon Z T twenty eight is coming back by popular demand. Really? I, ne- I never knew it went away. The big one, right? Yep, the big one. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know it went away. Okay. The big yeah. one. Yeah, that thing's big. They're, they're re-releasing that. So nice. I wonder what improvements they're going to do. I don't know. Probably better um, flight stabilizer because I feel like yeah, probably change the receiver and maybe Mm -hmm. add they might add say for something. What's the price? Yeah, they have a price. I don't know. No, the other one was like five thirty-five or five thirty-nine, rather, or something like that when it came Mm -hmm. out. Something to thereabouts. Hang on, let me see. Well, while you're looking that up, dude, I have more news or announcements. Yeah? I listened to the Helihead show, the mm-hmm. first one, while I was uh, driving around Vegas and here thereafter. And, uh, yeah, they're putting on a good show. It's it's uh, pretty informative. I like It's really cool from my point of view because I know Mike, Mike Sobey, and I know the other guys uh, not as well as I know Mike, but it's it's great to hear them doing the show, and it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. So good job, guys. I've yet to listen. Oh. Yeah, they just released uh, their second episode last Even. week, and they had Jesse Allen on. Nice. Talking about the 696, right? 696. Didn't Jesse Allen play defense for the Vikings? No, that was Jared Allen. Oh, Damn, you're asking the wrong Vikings, person. what is that? Some sort of sports thing? Yeah. Sports yeah. thing. Is that some, mm. like, some sort of ball match or something? When I used to watch football. They like this men playing with balls. Um, it's all sports is, men playing with balls. Yep. Uh, it's, it's actually quite interesting. I know you brought this up before. I mean, it might have been before we started the show, but about the uh, 230S type version that you wanted to get. I've been stalking, not stalking, but I've been looking through Horizons Hobbies. Website, I can't find a 230S Nightbird anymore. I think it's discontinued, dude. But like even during even in their discontinued section, I couldn't find like oh, really? 
the page for it. But what I did find is that you can get the complete nightlight kit upgrade for the 230S for thirty nine ninety nine, which ain't bad. No. It comes with the blades and all the wiring and everything you need to plug in all the LEDs and stuff. So I think all you need is um, a 230S. A 230S and a 150 milliamp lipo for the blades. Yeah. I guess I guess you need two, I guess. I, I don't know. But, yeah, that's not bad. No. To have something nice. night, you know, to just screw around night fly, that's pretty cool. I feel like I had a night bird that was small like this. I don't, I don't remember which one. Didn't, didn't Blade come out with another night bird that's like small Didn't like you this? build a knot blades on an oxy or something? Yeah, you yeah. Did. yeah. Yep. I've done that, but I remember flying in my old place when I used to live in Leonia. I was flying like, oh, it was, it was, a, it was the Helimax brand. <laughs> it was like, okay. a, yeah, a CP, XCP Nightbird or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that was back, back in the day. Those things flew like crap. That was back, back in the day. Yeah, that was <laughs> when I first got into helicopters. I messed with those Helimax uh, helis for a little while. Nice. I think there's still videos of me flying one of the little Helimax uh, helis on Vimeo, on my Vimeo account. So, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> I did not know how to fly. <laughs> and I was one of those people that would go to the park and fly around them. Like, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> I'm, all, I'm the center of it. Well, and basically, I was, yeah, one of those, you know, freaking noobs. Turn left, turn left, turn left, turn left. No, no, no. I would turn left and right, but I just would fly go like, around and around. Go around and, you know, I'd, I'd lose it and be like, oh, it's going to the left. So I turn left and just now fly, fly this way. Yeah, now I'll just fly this way. You know? I meant to do that. Yeah, <laughs> turn left. They got some uh, new ESCs at Horizon. Yeah, with um, oh, yeah? some integration into yeah, Spectrum. Yeah, the smart smart ESCs. What? I guess integrates with their smart battery system. Yeah. Hmm. Avon. Avon. Are they for planes or are they for? Uh, yeah, planes or whatever. I guess. They've got a 15, a 30, a 45, a 60, an 80, and a 100 amp. Okay. 100 amp 6S is the biggest one. It's nice. not very expensive. 89 bucks. $90. Yeah. 100 amp ESC. Let's get to the specs. I don't tell us anything. Because what's an 80 amp hobby wing? It's more than 80 bucks, isn't it? Probably like yeah, sixty to eighty amp hobby wing. No, the hobby wing's weird like that. I feel like the eighty is more than no, no. So eighty is like less. One twenty is like one seventy. So I bet the, yeah, but it's one seventy, and then when you jump up to the one thirty, it's like three hundred. Yeah, but that's because you're jumping up to high voltage. voltage. Yeah. But then I think like the one hundred is like sixty bucks, but the eighty was like one, like a hundred or something. It's weird. So eight amp. I'm talking about the one hundred amp, uh, three to six s. Uh, it's got a eight amp BEC, which is not terrible. Better than the old ones. A twenty five amp maximum burst current. Mm-hmm. Switch top BC voltage six, seven point four, eight point four adjustable. So uh, yeah, you could use that on something. 
Maximum t- continuous current 100 amps. Maximum burst current 120. And that's an 80 amp? Yes. Hmm. Nice. That's cool. I do like that it's, you know, Spectrum is it's really looking into the whole, like, you know, input-output type of deal with their electronics now. They're, like, you know, beyond, like, the smart chargers, being able to, like, read what type of battery it is and the capacity and C rating and all this stuff, but also now with their ESCs having that type of telemetry and, and you know, communication back and forth from the from the electronic product to their... Yeah, ratings. I don't know how much telemetry it has mm-hmm. um, or, like, what info it tells you. I know it, <laughs> it communicates with the battery, mm-hmm. but what does it send you to the transmitter? That's the question. Like, that will it is give the you question. Milliamp hours consumed, current voltage, all that stuff. Maybe, maybe. I'm not sure. Who's someone sent us information about that? Let me look in our email. I'm going to ask the magic eight ball. All signs lead to maybe. Uh, an electric provides a one wire solution for obtaining telemetry data such as current, voltage, cell balance, temperature, and RPM. So there you go. There you go. Cell balance, huh? Yep. To see actual individual cell voltage? Yep. yep. That's different. That's well, cool. there you go. That's very cool. Well, I was looking at the 60 amp just because it's $60. It's perfect for something like a 380. Mm-hmm. And if you're flying Spectrum, then you can get... Uh, currently, the only... 60 amp the only esc that i'm aware of for a 380 size heli would be a yge and those stupid things are like 200 bucks or something yeah crazy. ridiculously expensive i mean you get the telemetry but it's ridiculously expensive right so what i'm saying is if you're flying spectrum yeah and I've got a you know small helis oxys you know oxy three max i mean oxy four max and down this would be awesome. This would work yeah. really well for that. Does have a I wonder, 45 amp, a 30 amp, 60 amp? Now, I, in my opinion, I think Spectrum would be smart if they, like, figured a way to, like, hey, Mikado, let's work on telemetry together, you know? Um, with yeah, my don't ESC, hold your breath. I know. It's <laughs> definitely not. I don't think they would ever, but it just, I think it would be a smart move, and I think every company should, and... I still don't. I'm still waiting for the hobby wing one. <laughs> like make a. I mean, this isn't uh, exactly a good correlation, but make like a USB standard, like that they could all share. I don't know. They probably don't want to do that, but I think it would benefit see, for us. Mikado, in the long I don't run. think. I don't think like. I don't see why Mikado would be like. I, I think Mikado would be like, or should be. I would hope be like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Spectrum might be like, well, no, no, no. You need to buy our radio, but. Yeah. Well, just, I don't know. I think that's stupid because that's going to limit people on buying your ESCs. Like, to only people that fly Spectrum. Why not open up for people who fly Spectrum, you know, um, Mikado or Jetty? Like, just open it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of like how, um, it's a Jetty, I think. Jetty used to do, um, th- or I think they still do. Don't they have, like, a telemetry brick that you can put on that will, like, give you telemetry off of most of the things? Um... Like, like well, a that, log or what you're was talking about the J log, and that yeah. works with Spectrum, Futaba, 
that works with almost everything. And that's by Jetty? Or? No, no, that's oh, okay. a whole different thing. Oh, okay, yeah. It just interprets the telemetry from thing and will send it to Jetty or Futaba or whatever your transmitter is. See, I think that's smart too. Like, okay, if you're not going to integrate see, someone else, well, see, <laughs> like with ESCs, um, brain with the brain, well, all the brain two, mm-hmm. spirit, uh, probably some more. They just take the hobby wing signal and process it and send it out to either Spectrum or JD, Gropner or whatever. Yeah. So the Mikado thing is you got stubborn Mikado and stubborn hobby wing and they don't want to work together. Whereas everyone else just said, okay, here's the hobby wing signal. We'll just reverse engineer it and figure it out. And I mean, it's been working ever since. Mikado won't do that. They say, well, you got to provide this type of signal. Yeah. So I don't know if this is ever going to be resolved. I don't think so. I don't think at least uh, the whole hobby wing. I don't know. I've, I've been hearing mixed stories about hobby wing as far as like their um, their development. Like they're not they're not fixing bugs that they have with certain ESCs and like bailout or some shit. They're not working with any companies to really do telemetry or setup or anything like that. And I just I don't know. I don't really understand it. I just think like that's kind of the future of everything. I think they're only focusing on the quad market or something. I don't know. I mean, there's I, been almost no updates for their heli ESCs. Yeah. Long time. Wait a minute, Hobbywing? You're talking about? Yeah. Uh, that's funny because I just said a couple episodes ago I had to update my es my programmer for the ESC that I bought. You up update the programming box? Yeah. For the ESC I bought, I mean, maybe it's been a what while ESC since I've done did that. You get? Uh, well, I mean, it was uh, no, it was it was that was for the for the five fifty I bought the one twenty, the one twenty, and or no, do I have the one hundred on that? I think I have the one hundred on that for the for the oxy five I bought one twenty. Okay. See the. The thing with Hobbywing, when was the last time they produced a firmware upgrade? 4.1? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's not been almost, there's not been any updates that I'm aware of in a long time. I think 4.1 came out when the that's 200 the only, amp came I out and they discontinued the 160. Yeah. I think it's on, yeah, yeah. Is it, yeah. No, no, I think it's on their 130 high voltage too, no? I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I could be mistaken, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like I mean, what does Hobbywing do? They do ESCs and motors, uh, a lot of ground stuff. Because I I've, I've been rocking their ground stuff on many of my ground vehicles, but um, I don't know. Like that's their business. That's their bread and butter. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, I don't know. Probably the Haley's side is very very minuscule part of their business, and they don't care. Well, yeah. yeah, and you got to look at it that if they, you know, if things were like everybody says they were, what eight years ago and then kind of the bottom fell out they're probably like well we lost money on that let's focus somewhere else for now let's say yeah. i don't care they 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 work perfect for for my setup like, yeah, I don't yeah. Anything else. everyone same, swears same by it me. yeah yeah i mean i get the telemetry the whole thing all right yeah yeah so all right uh so any other news announcements or shall we move it on to what's next for you in the hobby 
We let's can move it on. All right, let's get moving on. Who want to go first? And do I'll you want to go first? Yep. I'm going to work. Oh. Uh, there's a what, reason what, that's what? a four-letter word, dude. Yeah. Got to get it done. I got to get this harvest done so I can go to Florida for a week. Nice. For the winter yeah, bash? Winter bash. Sweet. Winter Got to talk bash. about that. Either you guys want to go to that? Um, I probably won't be able to make it. I probably don't have enough time to take off, but we usually do go down that time of year. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I think you went last. No, you didn't go. No, I went the no last, you went last two years, right? Last two years. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, as it stands now, I'm planning to go unless I get screwed with harvest. And that's what Andy said last year. Uh, that's exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, the weather's looking more cooperative for the next couple of weeks. So I should hopefully get a lot done the next few weeks. So we'll see. Now, dude, you know I bust your chops, but uh, it was a shame we couldn't make it last year. But, hey, dude, I got a chance to talk to Gina for a long time. Uh, Jerry mm-hmm. Claiborne, man, and his buddy. Um, I forget his name, Justin. Uh, talked to Jerry for a long time, man. Good dude. Uh, it was it was cool. I really had a good time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going back, hanging out. Probably try to, I don't know, not make a week of it or something. Yeah, make a week of it or not? Make a week of like I go down early and maybe visit. There was some place team yeah. want to go and oh, that'd be cool. Make head over to torches like on Thursday and. Stay the rest of the week there. Nice. Yep. But as for this coming week, uh-huh. absolutely nothing. You're going to maybe fly the gasser? Mm, yes. I'll maybe fly the gasser and then forget about it. And forget it. Yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, what about you guys? Well, dude. Yeah, we got a fun fly, right? You've seen it on late night TV. You've seen it on Bill and YouTube. The the heli's gone wild. Half the people won't even understand a late night TV reference. South Jersey <laughs> heli's gone wild. Does that is is this every heli fly without a canopy there? Yeah, yeah. They go they go well, canopyless like. all the time. They so are topless, like. dude. They are wild. <laughs> they are wild. Yes. <laughs> no, it's gonna be a good event. It's down at the Allen's Field, and uh, I know Steve's going mm-hmm. down on. I don't know if Steve's going down Saturday. Um and and leaving Saturday, but I probably will be. Uh, I'm not sure what my schedule is going to be like, but I'm definitely going out Saturday. I'm going to go down to early Saturday morning. I'm going to stay all day. I'm probably not going to stay, um, but um, we'll see. Yeah, I think my plans, depending on um, talking to the the wife, um, go down like Friday after work, so that I could just I'll just stay with Rob and Devin and their camper. Nice. Now we like, you know, wake up Saturday morning, get set up and like make, you know, or even have everything set up by Friday night. So that way, like I can just kind of wake up, get into the groove of the fun fly, hang out. And I do plan on staying late, but I'm not sure how late. Um, I just feel like if I leave at like 11, 12, one in the morning, I'm going to hit like zero traffic. It's going to be like, you know, a two hours straight ride home instead of. Two and a half, three, depending on traffic. Usually, I don't hit much traffic, but still, I just I like driving when the roads are like empty. You know, just yeah. I don't know. 
It's just more calming for I me. I think my wife is working on Saturday, and then she's planning on going right from work to her mom's Saturday night. So I might have to come back take care of the dog, but I might try and do that. Why don't you bring Friday. the dog with you? <laughs> yeah, I could do that too. Uh, she'd be a she'd be a mess, dude. She's she's a good dog around people, but she'd be yeah she'd be she'd be a mess. And she just got out. She's been really nervous ever since she got back from the the kennel and stuff because she was we were, we were away for a week, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, but I'm thinking about maybe I'll do that. I'll come down Friday. Uh, I'll see what yeah what, what the deal is. The deal yeah, for sure. See if I can pack up and uh, see what work's gonna be like. Yeah, and see what the boss. Yeah, let says. me know. Also, if you want, we can roll together. Like, yeah, you know, we don't both have to drive independently. If you like, if you're like, oh, well, I want to leave by eleven, whatever. That's fine for me too. I can just. Oh no! You've had to leave earlier. You said though, right? Yeah, I probably have to be home by like six or oh, eight. Wow, right. So yeah. I might have to leave at four or six. Yeah, but I'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Why don't cool. you hurry up and get that R two D two fixed so it can let the dog out for you? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Problem yeah, solved. Is there, is there a way that I mean, besides being like a doggy door and maybe an electric fence to keep the dog within the perimeter? Yeah, you mm-hmm. build a robot. And the robot yeah. holds the leash and walks the dog. And you know, you'll have a you have a full FPV setup. You hire somebody <laughs> to come walk your dog, and then they get the bonus of ripping you off while you're not home. What? They steal all your shit when you're not home. Oh. Eat all your ice cream, drink all your beer, all that kind of stuff. Run, <laughs> run up the phone bill. I don't know the phone bill. Yeah. I got cameras. <laughs> People even have those anymore? No. I got rid of my phone. Uh, I still have a rotary phone in my garage. Is it working though? Yeah, I used to work you for the phone company. Mount Pilot, of course it's working. Yeah, but what, yeah. you have an analog phone line coming to your house? Yeah, I still do. Yep, I still do. Wow. And I don't know why. That's so I can call Mount Pilot. I pick it up and go, Maybill. <laughs> can you give me Circle Five Three Zero Nine? All right. All right. Let's um, wrap it up, dude. Before I go yeah. further back in time. <laughs> kids are like All what right, is he talking about wrap it up facebook <laughs> likes we are at 937 likes i don't know if we had the week before or the week before that so we have 937 and we have a list of names that don't seem very familiar to me so i'm thinking they're new nice so cue the music <clears throat> we have darren anki darren Fer- ferranti anthony quinn the actor Sure. No, that's Colin's brother. Colin yes. Quinn. The actor? Uh, Mang Pai. Matt Lane. Bill Scott. And Jared Watson. Nice. Jared. All right, thanks, everyone. Jared Watson. Does Bobby have a brother? No. <laughs> <laughs> Does Bill have a brother? Bill Scott? Well, that would be Bill and Bill Scott's two oh, first names. God. Both of those guys, so I don't know uh, what yes. they say about. And you can't say. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, Ed's short for, and I was like, wait, no, you can't say that because it's short for Anthony. <laughs> Still <Yeah>. two first names. <laughs> uh, you know what they say about people with two first names? Yes. All right, Facebook comments. What do we got for Facebook comments? I don't know. What do we got? You got anything, Andy? Yeah, we got comments. We got your comments right here. Yeah. We, we'll tell you exactly what to do with your comments. 
I, I, I can see a few. You want me to read them? Yeah. Uh, on last week's show, um, the one that I wasn't on, What Degree is Enough, episode 192, Lamar L. Boogie Williams said, Great show, guys. Thanks, Lamar. I wasn't on the show. Um, thanks for letting me getting me through the long nights at work. He wasn't talking to me. He was talking to you three guys. He says, uh, by the way, my setups for 3D flight usually end up at under 12 degrees, especially on his nitro helis. Um, yeah, cool, man. Uh, I'm usually able to get away with running higher cyclic rates, though. All setups are unique to their users, and which is why I always tell guys to set up their helis and feel feel it out and get it to feel the way they want it to feel. I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. Michael Rosnick, he said, still listening to the episode, but I thought I'd add my pitch setups for my scale machines. Typically, he runs from about 3 negative to 11 degrees of pitch positive, uh, has two different head speeds, both govern in slow spool-ups. This leaves your mid-stick position around 5 degrees, which is close to hovering position. You generally want to avoid the higher collective pitch range as the higher weights and low RPMs of scale machines result in extremely high power demand at full collective. Um, he said he just finished listening. Um, wow, it took him a long time to listen to the show because four days ago was his first comment, <laughs> and then one day ago was just finished listening. So it took he him does three it in little spurts. <laughs> it took him three <laughs> days to listen to the whole episode. I guess that's a tough pill to swallow. I guess I don't know. Um, <laughs> he says, "Great show. He loves the idea of a scale episode sometime down the line." Mark yeah. Ritchie, our buddy in Australia, said, uh, "In our hobby." Uh, it can never be enough of anything. That's in probably response to what degree is enough. Mm-hmm. And William Anthony said the third degree. My reply, crickets? my reply would have been the nth degree. That's still not enough. Hoping some crickets find their way into there. Yeah, there'll be <laughs> some crickets. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, some good comments on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Rosnick definitely makes. Uh, some sense i i mike if you're listening let us know uh what size machine you're talking about because i've heard different things uh from from the 450 size that i have to even like the 500 600 size i know chris chris is my go-to guy chris Ribert, is he was the only guy i knew that did scale a lot and had a lot of experience in it when i was setting up mm-hmm. my 450 so yeah so let us know what size you're talking about that'd be i'd, I'd like to know inquisitive minds want to know Yep. I want to read this post from Gregory Sullivan. Yeah, go for it. Post. Go ahead. Hey, right. So I had an idea. Oh, so I had no idea this was a thing. But what do you know about CDI box ignition conversion for glow engines? Absolutely I'll just, nothing. I'll just tell you, we know absolutely <laughs> jack shit about this. Uh, he yeah. says, I'm going to be doing a gas conversion on my T-Rex 600N down the line with a GH56 gas motor and CDI, but had no idea about glow CDI. Uh, does the glow conversion use different percents of nitro or oil? Oh, and while you're on the topic, feel free to get into setting base timing and playing with the advanced retard timing and fuels. Thanks, guys, and keep up the good work. Well, Gregory, we know absolutely nothing about this, but I'm going to look into it because this sounds interesting. Mm. Um, maybe we'll be able to find out some info. We had a little conversation 
uh, before the show started, and we were all curious about it. Yeah, I don't. See Just what... like you, I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to know why. What's the benefits? Right? What's the point? I mean, I guess you could change, adjust the timing for different. So changing the timing without changing your fuel, changing like we were mentioning, right? Without shimming or could even have variable timing. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess so. If, I if think can... it might be more of a airplane thing mm-hmm. than a heli thing, but it's it's interesting nonetheless. Sure. Yeah. Full show. What else do we have? Oh, do we have anything else? I didn't see anything else. Let's go to website comments then. Yes. Oh no, we do have more Facebook comments because we didn't talk about them last week. Dude, I see one from Ray Bacon. Did you guys talk about this? What was that? He said, I wanted to tell the Free Fall RC family how much I appreciate the value and friendship you get out of this hobby. Andy Ross helped me build my first charging case. You guys talk about that at all? Or uh, did we read this? Using existing... Was that on the vi- visitor post, maybe? Uh, yeah. I'm not sure where this is. Just in messages. Uh, using existing ma- materials, tremendous help from our friend John T. Coyle and Andy Ross. He made a charging case, which he has a picture of. And uh, George Baker said, awesome sauce. Mike Longo said, you had me at bacon. Uh, somebody from us answered and said, that's awesome, dude. Andy's a great guy, and this hobby sure has the best folks. Oh, that's Steve. And then I said, nice, Ray. I have a ton of server power supplies if you need them. Tom Shin said, Andy Ross is a cool guy for sure. I don't know about that, Tom. Yeah, I don't know about that but either. I don't know about the for sure part. But he is a cool guy. <laughs> we had a bunch of comments. From, well, we had some comments from our episode 191, the evolution of media. Oh, God. <laughs> which William Anthony says, at two hours, 21 minutes, Kevin Teshner physically threatens me. Frowny face. And he goes, oh, man. LOL. Good episode. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what the marker is going to be on this one, dude, but I'm going to physically threaten you now. <laughs> no. No, I love you, Kyle Bill. Gain- <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Kyle Gaines said it's just what he's been waiting for. And the best comment of all is our buddy Christopher Breams posted a gif of <laughs> Peter from <laughs> Family Guy trying to bag his boat in the water. <laughs> in reference to, to Steve. Steve. Yep. Trying to back his trailer down the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> it was even worse than that. <laughs> oh, shit. It's, it's piss funny because, you know, it it's funny because he drives it in frontwards after getting pissed off. He gets all yeah. pissed off. And he's just like, fuck this. And he drives in. But yeah, if, you, just don't think, yeah. if you watch all the people that are standing there, they all got their phones out and they're recording him trying to back this thing <laughs> yeah. up. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, shit. That's too funny. Yeah. It was the same thing. I was backing up with a jackknife. Damn it. <laughs> Try to get jackknife the other way. Damn it. <laughs> it's so, oh, it's so funny because I don't know if you guys have ever had boats or anything, but mm-hmm. if you've ever been to a, a boat ramp, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I watch people. You could just sit there all day and be entertained because oh, yeah. it's amazing how many people get a boat and don't have, yeah. don't, can't back it in the water. Yeah. yeah. 
The thing so. is, it's like, I don't know. I've well, seen some of the, um, what do they call them? The boat docks, whatever. Like, I live in a, mm-hmm. you know, Lake Town. So it's like, I see them and they're pretty wide. And it seems like, how could you not be able to pack it up in there? Or the second thing that, I don't know about now, but years ago, the the second thing people never realized about having a boat is when you dunk that axle in the water one too many times and you remove all the bearing grease from those bearings, you fry (laughs) that freaking hub right up. I I used to see that on the side of the road all the time. And I can tell you exactly what it is. Back in with the old style light bulbs and blow all the light bulbs every time. (laughs) Don't unplug them, you know, so your brake lights are on. Yep. Ah, oh, jeez. Nice. All right. Uh, what else do we have here? You have some emails. We have some emails. Emails. I think so. We do. Yeah. Let's see here. Javier emails us on Friday. Refresh my podcast app list, and also on Podbeam. Don't see an episode. Will there be no episode this week? The sky is falling. <laughs> Uh, and he says, don't worry, it's there now. The sky hasn't fallen This is yet. a couple hours later. <laughs> yeah. Um, Steve yeah. was busy. My bad on that one. Um, I was really busy at work, and like Thursday, I ended up hanging out after work. Uh, so I didn't get home till about 1 o'clock in the morning, and I wasn't editing at 1 o'clock in the morning. So what ended up happening is I woke up Friday morning, and I was like, oh, fuck. I forgot to edit the podcast. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. it was like, like 8.30, almost 9 o'clock in the morning. And I think Kevin texts. It was like, uh, no show or something like that. <laughs> or something like that. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was busy at work. And I totally forgot to edit the podcast. So, But uh, surprisingly, I got it done pretty quick. And had it uploaded around 10-ish a.m. So, Which was it's 1 now. o'clock That's all my time in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Which was one o'clock my time in Vegas. No, it's not one o'clock your time. You're three hours behind, oh, three, idiot. Right, right. It's three hours behind. <laughs> Sorry, man. Hey, Kevin, did you do much drinking while you were out yes, there? I'm still on vacation. You're still drunk, huh? I'm still on vacation. <laughs> thanks so for that. That is the urge hangover. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. thanks for clarifying that, Steve. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm an idiot, but thanks for clarifying that I, I am a, still an idiot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of idiots, we got an email from another guy, Kevin. Yeah, uh, this guy, Kevin. Who emailed us, and the title is, Andy, you are completely and genuinely wrong. And then he says, and you are completely and genuinely wrong. <laughs> Love the show. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Love the show. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> And I'm going to reply, you are so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, what else do we have here? Have <laughs> uh, your emails again. What do we got here? Kevinless episode. Yes. Just a bit of comments. Wow. There's like four talking points here. Uh, let's briefly go through some of these here. <laughs> uh, something about a podcast. Oh, he heard it on the podcast or read on Harley Freak. Something about the main rotor hub doesn't move, only the pitch of the blades. Who said the main rotor hub moves? Oh, this is maybe when we're talking about boom strikes, but yeah, you know, I don't think we've ever. Do we say the main rotor hub no, moves, Andy? We, we did not. No, we no. We said the uh, extreme amount of pitch and the load can cause the blade to lag. Yeah. The lag is what gets the boom strike. Yeah. Dude, if that hub moves, you're in serious trouble, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, well, you're putting some serious forces on that uh, head of yours. Yeah, I kind of want to pick on Javier just a little bit. I mean, 
come on, pay attention. <laughs> but wouldn't yeah. the I don't know, dude. <laughs> think about that. Wouldn't the uh, wouldn't the main shaft actually? Main shaft would have to bend. Bend a little before the hub would move. Yeah, I would yeah. think. Because I think the hub is more. It's a it's a like a there's more. How do I say it? There's the, more. The like, main shaft has more leverage. Yeah. Right. Of force compared to the hub, which is only like whatever, usually an inch, an inch and a half high on a on a seven hundred. And the main shaft has the more of the directional force, like at a ninety degree. And yeah. it's, it's it's only like that when you lose a, bri- a blade or you crash. That's why you probably bend it up so much yeah. when you crash. But, yeah, we were talking about um, when your blades fold in a little. and Well, yeah, uh, d- dampers. You, yeah. you overload the dampers. Well, dampers or, or flexible blades, right? There's blades on, that are yeah. Yeah. You start that um, spin will start bouncing around in there too much. You can get a mass bump, and it throws yep. it down into it. Yep. You can get some blade flex, which can cause them to to drop down a little bit. Yep. And you can get uh, too much blade lag because the blades lead and lag the whole way around. Yeah. Back and forth more than you probably realize. Mm -hmm. If you get too much and you're in the cyclic, just the right amount, like the elevator, that's where it swings around and chops your boom off. Yeah. And anyone who wants to see what that looks like, you just... Take your take any helicopter, pull one of the blades back a little, and then mess around with the cyclic where your swash blade yeah. is. You'll yeah, see just that the turn it by hand, hand, and you'll see that yeah. it, it do it slow. Don't the boom. don't spool yeah. up your motor. <laughs> no, do it slow yeah, by hold hand. it around, hit throttle hold, spool it up, see what happens. Yeah, but you'll see that um, <laughs> no, it's easy that. once the blade folds back an inch. It's so easy with pitch um, for that blade to hit. Yeah, your tailbone. Watch your next crash. It'll probably happen. Um, happens a lot on tip overs. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, that's what I was lagging. saying in, in mm-hmm. the episode doing autos and stuff. If I tip over a little bit, maybe not just uh, not a crash, but say you just tip over and one and the blade touches the grass or the ground. Yeah. And yeah. it causes that blade to lag a couple inches and then it comes around Ooh. and smacks the boom. I've had another scenario before when my gyro sensing was off on my Gowie X7 as soon as I spooled up to full head speed, it just ate itself and boom strike to cut the boom right off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that happened too. I remember that. That was like, what? I pick up the heli, started swaying it back and forth. I'm like, oh, man. I'm sounds eat. like operator error to me. Mm-hmm, totally. Uh, like the next one here, number two. You forgot to say normal mode can have one disastrous consequence. What? Flipping it upside down? Yeah. Don't flip it upside down in normal mode. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it's kind of almost common sense, isn't it? Most people don't use normal mode anymore just for that reason. No, yeah. And if you do use a normal mode like I do for my nitro, so I could get like, you know, I could kind of blip the throttle and, you know, do stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I, I I fly in bank two or bank three every, no matter what helicopter usually, except for my Black Thunder 700 where I have like a 15, 1600 low head speed. Beyond that, it's always bank two or bank three. So mm-hmm. I still use normal mode for the scale heli and for my sure. nitro. Yeah. Yeah. But like you don't really fly in normal mode. No, as soon as I get off, off the ground, it. yeah. Yeah. It's in bank two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or bank and three. then let's see. What's the safety just limits how much pitch is fed to the heli? So kind of like turning on pitch expo. I, 
I thought safety was more like um, it used like accelerometers. It, it and says a cell. Okay, keep reading. I'm gonna look this back up. Yeah. So let's see. He's uh, safety limits how much pitch is fed into the heli, so kind of turning the pitch, turning on pitch expo. Bang on the collective, and the heli doesn't rock it up, but slowly goes up and kind of limits the max pitch. It doesn't really stabilize the heli. He's saying, okay. Um, yeah, safe in theory is also dampening the cyclic and returning the swash. I feel like safe is not even like obviously it, it does that like return to center if you have it on that certain mode. Yeah. But also, isn't safe kind of like dual rates? Like, doesn't it limit actual throws and not and speed of it? So it's like expo and dual um, rates. I thought. Yeah, I it's 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 it. It's bank limiting, but uh, count was basically yeah limited. right. And there's different there's different uh, categories of that. Most of the ones I've used have the what they call normal mode, which it will self level. So when you let off the stick, it will return to level, and you can only pitch it so far. Like it won't flip yeah. upside down, mm-hmm. right? And then the out of one or the the medium mode yeah bank two let's say right it's it will flip all the way and it does not self-level but the rates are very low and it's got a lot of expo type feel into it okay and then the third one is kind of uh un it's kind of full blast so it's like it's not limiting really in any way okay that's the way the nano is and some of the other ones I've looked at. The third bank is just all out Steve. It's <laughs> all it's got. Yeah, it's Steve mode. It's Steve mode. And then we have number four here that says, don't let Kevin go on vacation again. The audio feed from Steve needed more gain, and it's really hard to hear. Well, now, that one he, I agree with. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he... <laughs> Sorry, Javier, I'm going to pick on you a little. One email, you're bitching that the episode wasn't released, and then I rushed to edit the episode so I can release it and now you complain about my audio. Who the hell cares about me anyways? Who wants to hear me talk anyways? So, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I could. I was listening to it today and I couldn't hear Steve and I was like, wow, this episode's great. It's great, right? <laughs> it's, it flows so much better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if our listeners want to hear less Steve, I can always edit that out, so just let us mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, just always yeah, put no. Steve 20% less volume than Yeah, yeah. But just put me in the negative decibels, okay? <laughs> sorry, Javier. I am definitely going yeah. on vacation again. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, if I if I didn't rush to, like, I edited it and exported it and released it. I didn't even listen to it. And it was because I basically had an hour to edit an hour and a half episode. So how do you do that? by basically just cutting it up and releasing it. So, yeah, that's my bad on it. But, I mean, it got released on Friday, not on Saturday or Sunday or the next week. Here's what they say about Safe Z. Yeah. The Safe Z flight altitude control is a new system of the nano platform. This is for the S2, but it's the same thing. Uh, And uses the integrated acceleration sensor of the heli to maintain a constant altitude so save z will hold an altitude so when you let your hand off the stick and you put it four feet off the ground it will stay roughly four feet off the ground even if i go negative or positive on the collective no as long as you're not touching the stick 
Oh, okay. So if I like, depending on like, regardless of the wins or any of that stuff, right? How, what about bank angle? Like you know, because as soon as you start getting, well, knife this edge, is safe Z. Yeah. Um, the regular safe is the self-leveling one. No, but I'm saying like, will it? If I take a helicopter and put it ten feet up in the air, right, with safe Z on, will it let me bank enough that it will start going knife edge and start to fall? Or will Probably it? Probably not, because I think safe Z would only be active in that self-leveling mode. It's not. It's not active in the two or the three. Or out of one, out of two, mm-hmm. whatever they call it. Sounds to me like you're basically uh, able to concentrate more on your, you know, your ailerons and your rudder than and worry about than pitching up or down. Or do I have that wrong? It sounds like it's yeah. controlling your up and down, and you can you can kind of mess around with getting your rudder orientation. Well, to me, it sounds kind of like altitude hold on like a quad. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. And I, I remember playing with it a little bit. So you you take off and you you bring it, you know, three feet off the ground or whatever, right? And you just move move your hand. It will stay three feet. Whereas normal without that, you know, it's gonna drift up or down or it's very, very hard to get a micro to stay in one spot without this safe technology. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So it uses accelerometers. Awesome. Okay. Uh, do we have? Oh, we have one yep. more. Wow, this just came in tonight. From Bob. From Bob for Andy. You want to yes. take this, Andy? <laughs> yes. If I can read it. I knew I was getting this wrong. That's why I kept uh, fumbling around for the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, trans. Tr- translation. <laughs> I can't freaking say it. Translational. Translational. I'm still not saying it right. Translational lift, not transitional. I knew I was getting it wrong, and I could not. I was fumbling with the word. So, And he says, there now. Dude, I wasn't laughing at you trying to pronounce it. I read there now, and I'm laughing at that, dude. Holy shit. No, I appreciate you writing in with this because for the life of me, I could not come up with that word. I knew it wasn't transition. That did, wasn't right. It's yeah, trans, but it's translation. Translational. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I no. knew I was wrong when I was saying oh, it, but I couldn't think of the better word to say. So <laughs> thanks for clarifying that, Bob. Good job, awesome, Bob. Bob. There now. There now. <laughs> Their <laughs> listeners are the greatest. <laughs> All right. What do we got for Pod Bean comments? Uh, well, since you guys didn't do any last week, we didn't do anything last week. You guys didn't do anything. We had a few we people. Got the show out. We barely got it out. It. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it was like one p.m. my time by the time the show came out. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, we got a bunch of guys. Uh, I don't know if I said these guys, but. Um, Gamers Guild, these guys, these guys, uh, Gamers Guild, Grimy, VNXBMG, JR, JKRLPX, uh, DPESH56, Ian Funkin Joel, KYS7PC, uh, J Minicelli11, Life of Moco, 
A Star Wars droid and Zach Happy all started following us on Podbean. So thanks, guys. Uh, Ian Funk and Joel liked episode 189, Convert or Not to Convert. Mike Welch liked 190, Catching Up with Tired Iron. And Jay Partridge and Halle Fun both liked episode 192, What Degree is Enough? And that looks like everything, I believe. All right, and I got the comments here, and I'm guessing anything 14 days, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so right off the bat, we got Gray Eagle Jr. Yay. <clears throat> Cue the music. <laughs> I missed him. Yeah. All right, here we go. It was good to catch up with Iron That Never Tires. I never keep up with myself, but things I will always find. If I speak thoughts of mine into the keyboard, I will. Last to understand, us all will be, even me first, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Take tacos, no require speaking. Greatness is their speaking, always hungry, never full. Cool. Thank wow. you. Yeah. Um, I think I got that less than... I understood any I of his other ones. Most of that one. Yeah. Um, we have Ian fucking Joe saying 12 days ago, another awesome episode, guys. I wish I had time to fly every day. That would honestly be a life goal for me. LOL. As far as Facebook blocking sound on videos of music, it's a pain. Last year I was uploading in live streams on the, on the sense and was constantly getting booted for music. I was flying to music, which, they do send message to disrupt the claim on the music, but I've had to fill out, which sometimes takes a, anywhere from a couple of days to a week to be unfounded, which I put in a dispute was flying was was flying on my RC helicopter simulator, no advertisement, no sale. And they unblock the sound. It it just eventually got too frustrating for me. I quit posting and live streaming because of that. But if they did something before you went live, I think it would have been beneficial. But I doubt Facebook will allow it. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. It kind of sucks. Like, there's whole, like, um, music industry, and I'm still going to blame Lars Ulrich for it. He started this whole shit with Napster and everything. And because of him, this, we, we are here today. He was the first domino to, in my opinion, first domino that started this whole crap. Uh, I blame Al Gore. If he didn't invent the Internet, we would have never had this problem. I mean, global warming. Oh, and global sorry. warming. He invented that, too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Ian Funkin' Joe, 12 days ago, right after, says, P.S. Idea for the 200th episode. Ooh. Uh-oh. Facebook live call-in episode, question mark. Thanks, guys, for what you do for the hobby. Apples and bananas. Uh, Great Eagle Jr., 12 days ago, replying to Ian fucking Joe's PS, uh, you know, great uh, the idea for 200th episode. Funny thing, fruit can call because technology, but bananas just get eaten. Apples and bananas. Isn't a banana, is a banana a fruit? No, I thought it was a, a dairy product. Oh, okay, this, this <laughs> makes sense now. Yeah. Uh, next one was D Delal eighty one eleven days ago says Dennis D. <laughs> this one's funny. 
Yeah. Enjoy the episode, Shaggy. Shaggy, congrats on your R5 purchase. I'd be interested in, <laughs> you know, in what you're debating on using for a setup. Choice of blades? Question mark. Uh, so he posted that on the wrong <laughs> podcast. Oh. He did it again. He, he did that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He messaged me. He was like, I don't know what's going on with Podbean, but like every time I post for you guys, or I try to post for uh, uh, the Telerotor podcast, it ends up going to yours or something. And I'm like, eh. It's computers. They're a mystery. It's all right. We'll relay the message. <laughs> oh, they're yeah. not. No, well, <laughs> they're not. There's their own ones. They're pretty simple, actually. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Some sort of black magic. I know, I know they listen to our show, so. Hey, guys. Shaggy, that's, this one's for you, okay? Here's a long one from Gray Eagle Jr. 10 days ago. All right. I'm okay. strapping in. Everyone sit down. Got a glass of water in front of you. Let me relax. Relax. Woosa. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Egg Cell Lent Strato Podcaster. Warning of, I don't know what this is, Cautio? Cautio? C A U T I O. FYI, the special music will need of loop twice more for making to the end. <laughs> I. He's Unim- telling you, Kevin, to loop Yeah, we got to loop that music twice. Yes. <laughs> I, unimportant of encouraged for you all, Dr. Heli Reader, Dr. Liver, <laughs> I guess it's you, Kevin, Talk Dr. Hatman, oh, that's Andy, read slowly to savor meaning from bone marrow. Here are other three things things also able to evolve in addition minus zero subtraction that has multiplied my undivided attention one pokemon two lancer evolution people buy mitsubishis these days three protos evolution Four, rainbows into TikToks. Five, my ability to forget how to count. One important that will unable to evolve below. Here is of said. Important for your ears, even if brain damage, I have success. No application of practical skills need of learning for fly. No lazy allowed on this floating sand boat. Nothing happens without you or of, sorry. Nothing happens without you of self to motivate. In closing, evolution, progress it is. Movement, it is. Laxatives, help. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Tectonic ozone layers will always volcano TikToks into greatness. Never stop. Shoot for those pure flips. And maybe even you one day will witness the pure TikTok to your own thumbs. Get yourself out of your barrier. Don't. Not, not crash, 
but only if it's an accident of safety. Safety crash is evolution of life, growth of personal. The end, also a beginning. Dude, awesome. I don't even know what I said, but yeah. I need a map um, after that. <laughs> well, he said do a slow, read slowly. So oh, I know. It's just <laughs> exhausting. I, I, um, I am definitely down with number four on his list. Rainbows into TikToks. So Rainbows yeah. into TikToks. Yep. Okay. Uh, this is funny. <laughs> Ten days ago, Grey Goo Jr. replies to Grey Goo Jr.'s <laughs> last comment. It says, P.S. If oxycodone gets to the seventh level, the stretching of longer enhancement will be called ultimate. Ah, okay. Very cool. All right. Uh, what do we have here next? Uh, Banquet Cotton Colton Colton nine days ago says, I watched lots of re-uploaded live streams, quote, watch at work, listen to podcasts while driving. If you guys want to do a live stream once a month or so, with Q&A, that would be sweet. That would be sweet. would be sweet. Musamil Bazi, six days ago, says, Great podcast, guys. Musamil Bazi, six days ago, replies to Musamil Bazi. Great podcast, guys. I meant episode. <laughs> okay. Kim, you thanks. I think we got him. I think we got you, dude. Yeah, we got it. Awesome. Oh, that was, that was good. a lot of comments. Yeah. Yeah. Especially from great people, man. Love it. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Okay, iTunes review. What are you looking for? iTunes reviews? I can find that in two seconds. No, we have nothing new on iTunes. There now. (laughs) Hey now, there now? There now. There now. All right, so drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefallrc.com. At gmail.com. Oh, were you saying something? Like us on Facebook. Facebook Do it. likes. Go to <laughs> go to the webpage and request Steve to do something. Uh, that's not happen. And it won't I happen. Still, I think I'm still waiting for pictures from Andy or something. <laughs> do you still have Tub Green's picture up there? Or did you take that know. down? Oh, I no, take it was that a picture back. of me with the, the Bushmaster playing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. No, no, but like actual pictures, like more pictures to add to the gallery, not just the. Uh, well, yeah, I don't profile. have any other pictures. What do you mean? So take some damn pictures. You got a phone, don't you? Who's gonna take them? Take selfies. I don't know. Take pictures of your. your... Nobody wants to see pictures of me. No. All right. Know. If you want to see pictures of you, I want everyone to let us know. Tell, yeah. tell, tell us. If you want to see pictures of Andy. Nobody cares. Let's see. Let's see if nobody cares. Let's see if people. Let's see how many people actually care. Like us on Ooh. Facebook, facebook.com slash freefallrc podcast. Check out our webpage, freefallrcpodcast.show. Say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. Do hey, it Chris. now. Rebert. Now. <laughs> Do it, Rebert. Oh. Dude, I just remember when. <laughs> and Bill thinks I'm not going to threaten him on the air? Rebert. Bill says yeah. that shit on purpose. Like oh, he wants he to be punched. Lunch yes. money. Bill. I demand <laughs> lunch money. Uh let us know if, hung upside down on a toilet pole. Jeez. Oh, uh, now we're going back. Uh, let us know if you want us to add anything. Yeah, we won't. Uh, 
atomic wedgies via Bill. Uh, Indian birds. Indian birds. Oh, the best. I love that. Yeah, man. Yep. I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you can even say that anymore. Can you? Probably not. Native American birds. <laughs> Native American birds. Hot foot. That's almost worse. I know. It does. Once it came out of my mouth, I was like, no, that, oh, that, that's not right either. Uh, what do you call it? Um, I don't know. There used to be a thing back, I guess, later in, in like the mid-90s. And it was like this get mine and people like basically like you do something stupid and they would take like their hand and like hit you in the back of your neck. I don't know. It's like a weird thing that I grew up with. And I'm like, I don't think anyone else used to do it. I think it's just like a Northeast New York thing. Jeez. Uh, I never heard of that. Yeah. Hitting the back of the neck. Yeah. I'm trying to cripple you? Well, Basically. Lots of stupid things. Yeah. Smack each other in the nuts. Yeah. Nut shot. Yeah. yeah. It's all dumb. I hate it. All right. Uh, where are we? Let us know if you wanted to add anything. <laughs> flight test forums, off the field audio and video production, other than flight test podcast, free fall RC podcast. Say hi to our hardworking buddy Dave Hill, Hill the yeah, Hill the Flyer, yeah, David. Uh, fellow podcasters, Telerotor podcast. Should I do it or should you do it, Andy? Oh, I don't know. You do it. Um, Mike, Mike, Rob. I don't even know if that's right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> BKRC <laughs> podcast. Enough. Actually, wait, wait, sorry. Go back to Teleroder. I've been, I listened to the last episode, I think. And I, I don't know. I guess uh, Rick has been kind of back on the show a couple of times. And I want to say, wow. I think he's a pretty good addition to that show. Nice. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. Rick Sowers, right? Right. Rich. Yeah. Richard <laughs> uh, Sowers. You yeah. listen to a different show, Steve? <laughs> huh? You're listening to a different show? It's Rich, I guess. Oh, uh, Rich, Rick, whatever. Rick? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Like from Bob, the guy's name is Rick. I call him Rick accidentally, but his name's Richard. Yeah. Oh, uh, I can't. I can't. Hear anyway, he's hung out with us. He's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, what's what's the next one? BK podcast. Bert and Kyle. Right. What's going on with those guys? Are they putting out another podcast or what? I don't know. I think they're still waiting for us to uh, do another episode together. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of done and done. <laughs> there's no, there's no going to be another episode at this point. No. Uh, yeah. RC Roundtable. Uh, what is it? Fitz, Terry, and Lee? Yep. Helly Heads Podcast. I don't know. They're not on iTunes. I haven't listened to them yet. Mike Sobey and Company. Mike Sobey. Yeah. Uh... I know Terex, Terex on the show. I know they have a Kevin. <laughs> they got they uh, have a Kevin. Curtis Youngblood. Who's the guy there? from uh, South Carolina? McCready. Oh, Dan? Stacey. Daniel? No, no. They have Dan Turek. Turek? Turek? Yeah. Oh, said. Kevin McCready. Kevin McCready. Uh, McCready. Yeah, McCready. Yeah. yeah. They got freaking everybody. Cool. Henslet's on the <laughs> show. Henslet. Curtis, <laughs> Curtis Youngblood. Everybody. Um, high Voltage. Bobby Watts. And make sure you check out our dear friend. Who deserves every noogie that you can give him? Bill and YouTube. Wet channel. Willy. Every wet, wet Willy. Ugh. Every digital noogie and wet Willy you can give him. <laughs> Definitely go check out his YouTube channel. I am lucky I've never had a wet Willy, and I will not be happy if everyone, anyone ever tries. I will throw fists for that. Right. That is nasty shit. Well, now you know what to do, listeners, when you see <laughs> Steve. You can do it. I will kick you in the balls. <laughs> I, that's that's how you're going to throw fisticuffs. Now you're going to kick fist some balls. Fisticuffs. I fight dirty, man. I go for kneecaps. He's, yeah. You know. 
Nah, nah, nah. That, that you're putting your wet, like you're spitting my ear is a fucking offense tenfold for me. Ooh. You just haven't met yeah. the right women, dude. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, wife's the only one that could do anything like that. No, right. no, no, no. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. That's a wrap up for the show. I want to say thanks to all our listeners. We love you guys. Uh, free our skies, and we'll see you next time. Cool. Later. Bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs> I just took the reins, dude. Stand with it. Yeah, uh, it's cool, man. Okay. No, that's one. I don't need to do the outro every time. I, I hear it so much, dude. I like know it. Oh. Um. Oh. Um. Oh. Um. Uh. Mm, yeah. Oh. Um. Oh. Um. Uh. Mm, yeah. Um. Um. <laughs> nice. Did you just uh chill out and like? Stay poolside and have drinks and stuff and do a little bit of gambling, or did you do anything else out there? Um, no, nah, that's probably about it. Let me drove around a little bit. Okay, start recording. This is the topic for the show Kevin's trip to Vegas. <laughs> Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Yeah, well, you know, there's bright lights, poker, and the roulette wheel. Fortune won and lost on every deal. <laughs> Well, you won ten bucks for. Oh, you won ten bucks sh- for what's his name, right? Strong heart and nerves of steel. He told me put five on black for him. So I walked. I just walked up to the roulette table and put five on black, and he won. So then mm-hmm. later on, I'm texting him. I was playing craps and shit, and I'm, I walked around later, and I was like, "Hey, I uh, I got ten bucks for you now." He's like, "All right, put it on red now." So I walked up to the roulette table, I put it on red, and it hit again. So I was like, "All right, that's it. I'm not texting anymore." <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> he's gonna lose it. So yeah, so I got twenty bucks for him. Almost said your volume was really low and I couldn't hear you, which made the show perfect. Yeah, <laughs> guys are like, terrible. Angel commented, "So that was the best episode." Yeah, that was no? the best episode. Yeah, I couldn't even hear nothing? Steve. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> I thought I sounded like I was talking to myself. You were. Yeah, I have days <laughs> like that. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Um so since George isn't on this this episode, um wanna talk about George? No no no, I wanna talk oh. about like so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think so too. Because I was nervous to start with and didn't want to say anything too stupid. Now I don't care and I just say stupid shit all the time. So. <laughs> exactly. I think that's part of it. I just gotta stop caring so much. Yeah. I mean, caring that people think you're an idiot or whatever. I mean, people. I want to care. I care about the audio. I just don't care as much about saying dumb shit. Right. I mean, I've said so much dumb shit. People are running out of. People are forgetting the early dumb shit I said, and (laughs) they're having trouble keeping up with me. (laughs) So it doesn't bother me at all. What early dumb shit? Yoder. I don't know. That's not. That's not that old. Help! 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 That was kind of early. They still bring that up, and they still bring up the fucking tailbone. The You're tail- never listening. Oh, dude, I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs>
That was that was such You're a great story, that dude. That was such a great. That was like, geez, that was really early. You know, so it's funny Mark, because Jeff was still on the show when that yeah, when yeah, I said yeah. that story because Jeff yeah, didn't that really must have react. Been the first couple episodes. It's like the third episode, and yeah, one, uh, two or three. Yeah. What's really funny is that like you earnestly couldn't find the push rod and you ordered another one. Yes. <laughs> so you yeah. get that thing flying. Because I cleaned I my workbench up. I find that so hilarious. Couldn't find. Thought I lost it. Yeah. It seems yeah. like every couple months I see a post on Facebook or something. Somebody tags you. It's like, look, my new kid. I got the, <laughs> yeah. the push rod. <laughs> Boom. Yep. Here it is. <laughs> oh, um... Oh, um, uh, mm, yeah. Oh, um, oh, um, uh, mm, yeah. <laughs>